Hello, everyone, and welcome to Totally Your Prize Was Always Cool, a podcast with a dark secret. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined, as always, by your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. We've got Luke with us. Agent Cooper got norted. He did get norted. He did, yeah. Boarded? Bobbed? Yeah, (laughs) he got bobbed. Bobbled? (laughs) Yes, he got bobbled. There we go. In Twin Peaks Organization 13, you get a Bob stuck in your name. Yeah, that's gonna be tougher. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. How do that. Libabad. That's that's his no, new name. No, I don't think so. No. no. Okay. We're, we're done with that bit. All right. Cool. Look <laughs> <laughs> what have you done this week? Uh, mostly just fucking waiting around to talk about this fucking episode. <laughs> and nothing else. Uh, did I do anything else? I'm, I'm torn between, can I find something to talk about, and also knowing we have two episodes to get through, and maybe we should just rush through this bit. <laughs> um, I played more Neon White. I was, uh, you know, relieved to see that you had beaten none of my times since the last time I played it. Yeah, I just decided to play the fucking video game. Weird. Couldn't be yeah. me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I started watching Doctor Who with a uh, friend of the show and girlfriend to me, Chelsea. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've never watched a Doctor Whom before, so that's okay. that's fun. You know, it's, it's, how, how, how's it? It's, you know, I'm having fun. It's, it's, I'm yeah. not calling it, you know, a show of all time or nothing, but I'm having a, a fine time. Not the cinema. I wouldn't quite call it the cinema. No. Uh, we started with like the the 2005 reboot stuff. We got through the the first. What's the fucking name? Christopher Eccleston, Doctor Season. We're in like the middle of the next one. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. having a fine time. Oh, good. They go to space. They travel through time. This doctor can go anywhere along the space-time continuum and yet mainly seems to like hanging out in London. <laughs> you know? Weird. I've heard that about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm enjoying it. There were some, there were some Daleks. They, they beat those guys up real good. Uh, I hear they like to exterminate. Yeah, they that seems to be their main thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. pretty much all they got. Right, right. Uh, Rose kind of went Super Saiyan at the end of the season. That was fun. Okay. Yeah. I Great. don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good for her. Love that for her, I guess. <laughs> right. I both don't have any particularly meaningful thoughts about Doctor Who. and also be like, there's no... Anything, I, any sentence I could possibly say involving the words Doctor Who has been already said on the internet at some point. Uh, yeah, you know? I say on my Twin Peaks podcast. Yeah. Well, no, we're <laughs> coming up with new stuff constantly. That's true. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. 
And we're the best ever doing it. No one so. else is talking about Pete's Chess YouTube channel. Nobody else is talking about Mark Frost being a foot freak. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I feel like this is the most important part of the podcast, but. Yeah. Nobody else has that coverage. Yeah, it's it's the real it's the Rosetta Stone that unlocks the rest of it. Yeah, that guy that guy who did the four hour video didn't understand that it was actually about feet. He didn't talk about feet one time in that four hour video. I'm gonna take your word it, it, for it. I'm not gonna find <laughs> out myself. It's like that fucking uh, like someone made a long video about uh, uh the MMA uh, manga Tepu. Uh huh. And someone just responded to this, like, very good, like, uh, you know, like, looking into it and, like, uh, critique and all of this, but you you forgot to mention that they're lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they want to beat each other up, really. Is right. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, uh, so what you're saying, Molly, is that my bonus episode idea where we cover the four and a half hour Twin Peaks Explained video, that's probably not going to work out. Fuck no. (laughs) Fuck no. Imagine a world in which I thought that was even worth suggesting. Yeah, why why would you do that? (laughs) No, I wouldn't. That was why it was a joke. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. No. A fucking guy sucks and so does his video. And yet you keep talking about it. Because I fucking watched it because I was bored at work. <laughs> really bad day at work. Yeah, I was very you... bored at work, and I was in a bad mood, and I was trying to get my mind off of all the shit in the world that made me angry for, like, deep-seated real reasons that I had no control over and decided to get angry about uh, some dumb bullshit instead. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta do that. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to watch four and a half hours. Sometimes you have to live tweet a man's asinine video essay about the meaning of Twin Peaks. I had to mute you so I could watch Twin Peaks later. Wherein he spends about 30 minutes making a kind of good point, and then spends four hours repeating the same point over and over and making it sound less good every time he does. I just don't think um, anybody who's ever made a video essay has ever convinced anyone of anything. Oh, God, no. Um, okay, anything else? Nah. Okay, Ashley, do anything? I went to a wedding. Nice, how'd that go? It went fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of a good time. Like, it was in a kind like, what looked like an abandoned warehouse, but I'm sure, like, they spent hundreds of thousand dollars to make it, like, the perfect amount wedding. of abandoned. Right, yeah. Oh, okay. It was an actual warehouse at some point, but now it is like a a fancy uh, event space. Sure. Uh, and that was in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I also went to the museum that I went to a lot as a kid, because I used to go to Ohio every year for the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was really cool just to see like all the uh, stuff that... They still had in all the stuff that they didn't have. Uh, they did remove... I've talked about it before on this podcast. It's called Kosai. Uh-huh. They did remove the thing that I would, like, remember the most, which is Adventure, where you, as a little kid, had to do, like, a fucking Indiana Jones thing 
we had to like find codes and there's all these animatronic like talking statues and there was cool. no reason for it to be in this science museum right no but okay, sounds yeah, cool. yeah. It, but it was cool and like you know problem solving what the fuck ever but like yeah. you know it was just cool and i liked it uh but it's gone but they still have one of the main statues and can still sing its annoying song so that's good uh and then also I lost my keys. You did oh, lose no. your keys. That sounds bad. Uh, it was. It cost a lot of money. Ugh. How how much do you think it would cost for a car keys? Well, I think for... I saw you tweeting about it, but before yeah. I saw that, I would have guessed, I don't know, uh, 75 bucks. More than, add a zero on that, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I know. End up being 555 and that's not even, like, Ugh. a fancy one with buttons. That is multiple car payments. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, I got all my keys replaced in one day, so... Well, that's good. I mean, that is me. good. Yeah. Uh, and then also I watched some movies. I watched The Poseidon Adventure. Ooh. Have you seen that? Uh, no. But I, like, I know what it is. Yeah. Uh... Fun movie. I mean, like, a lot of horrible stuff happens in it. Sure. But it's a good time. A lot of people, you know, just trying to... A lot of good sets of an upside-down ship. Yeah, who doesn't love an upside-down boat? People in it. That's, That's so a great true. point. Uh, and then, like, I... Yeah, like, me and my mom watched it together, and I was like... We were both like, oh, this one character is kind of, like, really underwritten and, like, not well done. Like, just had, like, a weird arc in the movie. And we were like, yeah, you know, it was the 70s. People weren't writing good female characters a lot of the time. Right. Uh, and then I looked it up, and it turned out that she had more of an arc in the book that was way, way worse. Oh. Uh, that, yeah, it... Oh, so they've spared her. They, they they spared her, but didn't write her anything new. Yeah. Which is honestly probably still better. <laughs> a blessing yeah. and a curse. Yeah. Uh, and then we watched uh, a movie called The Clock. Okay. Uh, which is a, like a Judy Garland romance. It's like her first movie that wasn't a musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about two crazy kids, one uh, who's getting shipped off to World War II, and one who's just trying to make it in this big old city. Uh-huh. Uh, and they have a, a two-day adventure in New York and fall in love, and they're really not sure what they're gonna ha- what's going to happen next. Uh, and it's... Have either, have either of you seen The Graduate? Uh, no. No. Okay. I, I know how The Graduate ends. That's it. Okay, so, but you, like, know, like, that sense of a kind of, like, melancholy and, like, eh, did we fuck this up? Right, like the Spider-Man 2 ending. Yes. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, like, that, they, they, there's a part in the clock that, like, happens about, like, three quarters of the way through, and then that kind of happens and then it just kind of keeps going oh okay like, 
Oh, man, did we fuck this up? Okay. And not like, oh, I don't think we don't actually like each other or anything, or like, oh, we were, like, impulsive. Right. It's more like, I don't know if you're going to live, because you're going to World War II. Right. And... Honestly, I don't know... Like, it, it will be awful if I never get to see you again. Yeah. But the also the prospect of you coming back and us having to figure it out is just as terrifying. Right, right. Uh-huh. And I just really did not expect that from, like, a Judy Garland kind of rom-com. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a, this is a kind of cool movie. Uh, and it was... Uh, Directed by Judy Garland's uh, soon-to-be husband, who was gay, so... Oh, nice. Cool. Uh, I was going to watch his, uh, the movie that he made afterwards called The Pirate, which has a lot of gay subtext. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of gay subtext. <laughs> like, guys dancing on poles as fire go- it goes around them. <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty regular to me. Yeah, um... Other than that, I don't know. I I had to explain to my dad and my uncle what crypto was. Oh, fun! I love any time mm-hmm. I have to do that. Uh, and and like I was talking to Molly about this, but like part of the problem is like I fundam I kind of fundamentally don't understand like how they mine shit because sure. I just do not care. Right. And like the amount I would have to like look into it. To figure it out, like, is more than I would want to do. They just gotta solve hard math problems to get a lottery scratch off. That's all you gotta know. That's kind of what I said. Like, it's just, like, they do a math problem, and then, like, they get, like, a thing. Yeah. I've tried to explain that to people, and they're like, but wait, how is that worth money? I'm like, that's a great question. Like, okay, well, you you must not understand it, because it's making people money, so it's gotta be more complicated than that. Yeah, I would If you say so. I was like, like, the easy way for this to, like, go is, like, is, like, to explain it in the way, like, the like with NFTs and the art market, where it's, like, yeah, like, at some point, like, it, the art market turned less into, like, oh, this is, like, really old and, like, really respected, so right. worth a lot of money, to We have decided that this person's art uh, is worth a lot of money. Right, all the rich people got together and said, this artist is the new tax shelter. Yes. And crypto is the same thing. Yeah. And then they're like, st- started talking about the metaverse, and I was like, well, that's, you can just do all that shit in VR, chat, and Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, Minecraft. So it's like The Sims? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Minecraft, crypto mining. I get it now. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, like, uh, how many levels in Minecraft? They're like, no, that's, no. Well, how much RAM you got? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how far down the floor goes now. But, like, because I mentioned, like, he's, like, like, like the guy was, like, my uncle was, like, are there any enemies? And I'm, like, yeah, like, there's, like, monsters. And, like, there's also just animals. And there's, like, uh, and, like, yeah, there's a final boss. And he's, like, oh, so there's levels. I'm, like, no, there's just, like, a boss out there. <laughs> Listen, whether or not there are enemies in Minecraft depends on uh, how much of a jerk you are when you play it. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, my dad, like, was just, like, talking so much about how much he loves Breath of the Wild to my uncle. Great. (laughs) Just like, 
oh, it's so beautiful. And I'm like, like, damn, I love Breath of the Wild, but you love Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it's also just because I don't think he's, he's ever seen played a game before. So. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. That'll help. That's the, yeah. the peasant eating a single Dorito. Yes. <laughs> Molly, what are you up to? Um, I, what have I been doing? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did I do? I left for a week and you just like ceased to exist. <laughs> uh, what did I do? I think I just bounced around and tried to play like six different games and went, these all suck. Uh, I finished Neon White and nice. that was good. Um, and then I started playing Monster Hunter Rise on PC again and I was like, fuck, this is so much work. I already have everything on the Switch. So I went and just started updating it on the Switch instead, even though it looks like shit. Um... I, the PC version has too many frames, but I believe when I go to the Switch version, it's not going to have enough frames. Right. So I don't know what, I, what I'm going to do. I mean, the PC version might let you turn down <laughs> the frame rate. That's not the point, Luke. I'm just saying, you could go, you could mod it to give it like a cap of 30 frames. I don't want to make it chunkier. It mm. looks great. But you just complained about it having too many frames. I'm just impossible to please at this point. I see. I know this. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I was playing Grand Blue Fantasy because it was the PvP weekend, which everyone fucking hates. But it's the way they make money off the game, so everybody does it. Right. Um, and then I played City Skylines for like an hour, and I was like, damn, I'm really bad at building cities, and closed it. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I watched the, the Twin Peaks episodes. Oh, uh, did you now? After we finished recording, and yeah. I was like, God, I'm really glad I watched that after we finished recording. <laughs> Whew. I had to, like, instantly, like, start packing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you watched them, what, yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you watched uh, them uh, on day Monday? before. Day before, Monday. okay. I was like, yeah. Ashley, you should probably watch it today and not tomorrow. Just sit on it for a minute. Just gotta sit on it a bit. Just, just contemplate, rotate the images in your mind. Yeah, I'm rotating them. Uh-huh, yeah. It's not true, I'm not. I'm not capable of that kind of thing. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, you messaged me earlier, like, thank God you're the one that does the recaps for Twin Peaks, because I don't know how to fucking describe what happens in the last episode. There's just kind of, like, a lot of running. There's a lot of running, that is Which true. Which you wouldn't expect. It's just two guys chasing each other, but also they're the same guy. They're the same guy. But one of them's evil. Yeah, it, it probably says, like, I was like, I watched them, like, yeah, I don't need, like, a day to sit on this. I kind of got it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured, right. like, yeah. That's okay. that's the kind of, uh, you know, listen, Ashley watches a lot of uh, weird old movies. <laughs> yeah. Ashley went to, like, film school. She understands symbols. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, jeez. I'm myself in your Fucking camp, Molly. recap the episode, whatever. I'm I don't siding care with you against Ashley. <laughs> By which I mean I am complimenting Ashley at the expense of us. <laughs> I didn't request this. <laughs> we watched Twin Peaks episode 29, aka Twin Peaks episode 28, aka Twin Peaks season 2 episode 21, aka Miss Twin Peaks, and... We watch Twin Peaks, you know, the next one, Beyond Life and Death. Beyond Life and Death, yeah. 
That's the main thing. Two-part they finale. Be- <laughs> they went even further beyond to life and death. I don't think they did. No. no. They, they went somewhere. Uh, we opened on shitty bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Leo and Major Briggs are chained up in Windermerle's uh, murder shack, and Leo manages to uh, reach out and get the keys to unlock Major Briggs' shackles and just keeps telling him, save Shelly. I, I posted it, but this feels insulting. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Yeah, this sucks and blows. It's all bad. We're listen, most of what we're about to talk about is good shit. This scene though, fuck this. It's just like there's so many things that you like I'm like, "All right, fine, sure, whatever." Yeah. But like it has not been even a whole season since like the reason why he went out in the woods is because right. he was trying to kill Shelly. It's because he held a fire axe over his head and said, "Goodbye, wife." Yeah, he did say goodbye, wife. Yeah, it's like he ha- he was a horror villain like earlier this season. Yeah, uh huh. It has not changed enough for like me to be like, ah, oh, but like, well, you know. Yeah, like we said it last week, but the obvious way to treat Leo would be to just have Windemere kill him immediately to establish that Windemere's an even scarier bad guy. Yeah, um, he was um, he was a um, horror villain. I'm gonna tell you, you're not gonna believe me. Seven episodes ago. Yep, that sounds about right. Oofa doofa. Yep. Yeah, less than uh-huh. two months. It. Yeah, yeah, it was seven episodes ago. The last one that was episode fourteen. I'm looking at the thumbnails. Yeah. Um. To say one and exactly one nice thing about this scene, I do think the actors are. Selling it well. I like Garland Briggs being like completely out of it and just being like, what do what now? Oh, save Shelly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And just kind of like limping off. Like he's barely even knows where he is. Like it's good acting of a shit script. Yeah. I, yeah. It definitely feels like he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. No, no, I guess, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I guess if you're going to let me go, I'm going to go. He's like basically asleep at first. He wakes up like, what's going on? Oh, Oh, I'm saving Shelly? Okay, yep. Yep, you got it, man. Let me just brush my teeth. Okay. Uh, and then Wyndham Earl... Or no, do we stick with this scene when, with Wyndham Earl coming back, or is that later? No, it's still, oh, it's it, still yeah, this. It's here. Yeah, yeah it, right. It, we get it, a long, there's like a little blink, yeah. Yeah, we get a, like a long, loving look at the, the queen card with Shelly's face on it before Wyndham Earl comes in. He's like, hey, Leo... What the fuck, man? That's fine. Look at me. I'm crazy now. I got Joker fight out in the woods. Yeah, I was like, okay. Okay, sure. He's got like... Yeah, he... Yeah, go ahead. He's got like white face on. Yeah, his face is like powdered white, and he's got these gross black teeth now, and he looks like he hasn't slept in three days. Yeah. This is great. That's scary. Yeah. Like, specifically... uh. Like, it stops, like, right from, like, what you wouldn't see, like, dead on. Like, it, they have the shot of him, like, from the side, and, like, yeah. you can instantly see that it just goes back to, like, his skin tone. Right. And I can't tell if it's, like, on purpose or... Yeah. 
Huh? Just they were like, eh, people won't see it. He doesn't keep this look for the rest of the episode. No, this is the only part he looks like this. What the fuck yeah, is happening it's, here? It's really weird. I'm just imagining him being, coming in like, oh, man, Leo, you would not believe this. I tried to steal some flour, but the bag popped right in my face. <laughs> and then yeah, I tried just to really eat some blackberry like... jam, and it got all stuck in my teeth. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know what they're going for here. I when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, okay, he's fucked up. He he saw a lodge or something, and now he's gonna die." Uh, but no, he's fine. He's gonna go be the log lady later. The lodge lady, please. Uh, no, shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that that one didn't even make sense. <laughs> you just said two words that sounded similar <laughs> next to each other, and my brain jumped on it before I could think about whether that constituted a joke or not. That's basically every single joke I do. <laughs> Yeah, they're definitely going for like, oh, the evil in the woods is corrupting him, but they got bored of doing the makeup or something, I guess. I don't know. I just wish they would have kept going with this idea, because they just drop it. Yeah, yeah he should like, be like sickly and like coughing up like black bile or some shit yeah. by the end of it. Yeah, he I should agree. be He should be puking the fucking weirdo oil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. But... Yeah, anyway, we move over to the Double R Diner, where Norma, Shelley, and Annie are talking about the Miss Twin Peaks pageant. Uh, it is the 20th anniversary of Norma winning the pageant, uh, which is why she's one of the judges this the year. The first winner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is 20th anniversary of the overall pageant, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, she won the first one. I, I will continue to just be fucking con- Views over what the fuck this whole thing is. It no, is no so idea. wild how it goes from being something nothing has, n- nothing anyone has ever referred to a single time to, oh yeah, no, the Miss Twin Peaks pageant, the greatest tradition of our town. Yeah, <laughs> don't you know? And of course, of, of course, that there is a uh, a large dance number in it. Yeah, everybody knows yeah, that, that we Miss all Twin do Peaks together. Pageant. Oh, Cooper, yeah. did we forget to mention the Miss Twin Peaks pageant? Ah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Norma does say at one point, like, no, listen, you know, one of you, I bet one of you is going to win. We need a great winner this year, this year especially. And they're like, oh, you mean because, like, Laura Palmer died. And it was a real, like, splash in the face. And you're like, oh, right. Oh, wow. Someone said the name Laura Palmer on this TV show. Weird. Well, because they had to, like, look up Sarah Palmer's name, they're like, right. There's a whole girl. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, they're making phone calls to get her to come in for the next episode. <laughs> they're like, right. Oh, right. Yeah, you. Right. It's so funny. They got everyone except for Josie. That, that is true. Literally everyone came back for the episode except Josie, presumably because there was no excuse to look at a side table. Uh, she was supposed to be in the episode. Okay. In her a side face- table? No, uh, in the curtains oh. of the Red Room. <laughs> that w- that would have been pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it when we get to it. They There's a lot of stuff that was written down for the last episode that did not get filmed. What did happen right. to dead Josie? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, I did see, like, fucking something where it was, uh, like, extremely dumb. Like, but apparently some of the, uh, larger, like, you know, the, the, the cursed, uh, extended universe of Twin Peaks. Uh-huh. Uh, implies that Josie uh, is bi. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah sure, whatever. And, and also Blackie, which 
Blackie, I assume, is just like, because like, oh, that makes her creepier. Yeah, Blackie, there's a couple scenes with her that are like kind of doing some coding of like evil lesbian lady where like she's being like laying on her like chase lounge while yeah, she's being she, massaged yeah, well, she's by being, all the, the mm-hmm, by women. pampered by all her girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just always like with th- these two, I just would assume that it's like, oh, because it makes either makes them sexier or makes them eviler. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, you know, we, it's kind of just a cute scene with Norma, Annie, and Shelly just talking about the pageant. You know, Annie's kind of getting into the spirit they're of friends. things. Yeah, they're buds. And uh, then we cut over to one last foot freak shot before we go. Yeah, that's where I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was bare feet. We haven't gotten a nice good look at it. <laughs> I can't finish this sentence. You have to finish the sentence. Is Audrey's. <laughs> Yep, you that's right. You know that her actress was like, listen. <laughs> Look, before the end of this, I'm mad, okay? <laughs> you didn't let me kiss Cooper more on screen. You gotta at least let me audition my you feet for you. gotta at least let me show feet. Yeah, please. <laughs> I am getting a page on Foot Wiki. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she is just sort of in sad repose at the fireplace in the Great Northern, and her dad walks in with just two fistfuls of holy books. <laughs> this is so funny! She's like, oh, what are you doing, Dad? Well, I've got the Koran, the Bible, uh, the, you know, every book from every religion, and I'm gonna read them all so that now I can learn how to be a good guy for real. I guess it's I not know. a bit. No, yeah. I guess, guess it's not a bit. Does not seem to be a bit. It's he really just wants to be a good guy. I I love that. Like he's just like I think I'm, I'm thinking about becoming a religion guy. I think yeah. I'm, <laughs> I think I'm, have you heard of this stuff? I'm, Audrey, have I'm you really heard of kind of getting born into again? it? Yeah. Oh god! I'm imagining if they got to make season three in the '90s, and it's just like Ben's just a fucking like born again Christian who's just always talking about the good news to people. He loves hey, have you heard the good word. <laughs> Just Ben waggling a crucifix like a cigar. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he sits down with Audrey, who is, you know, heartbroken that John Justice Wheeler has left her. And uh, he's just like, well, you know, he's a good man. And so if he promised he'll be back, then he'll be back. Uh, Luke, but- will he be back? Do you want me to tell you if we're getting more John Justice Wheeler? I guess not. I can answer the question if you want. I'm happy to, but it's it's up to you whether you want that information. No, I guess I'll wait. <laughs> I would say, regardless of what the answer is, I would not call it a huge spoiler. No. All right, all right. <laughs> I will say the face, he does not play, let's say, a pivotal role in season three. That's fine, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Okay, great. He's in it. Okay, thanks. No, no, no. I'm saying... (laughs) What I said was he does not play a pivotal role. Okay. Does that mean he plays a side role or no role at all? I'll never tell. Okay. Anyway, continue. Audrey Uh, doesn't want to be Miss Twin Peaks. Uh, She does not want to be Miss Twin Peaks. She's too sad about uh, fucking a guy and then uh, having him leave on an airplane to go solve a murder. And then she explains all the secret info she got in Seattle. Right, because she is... Because they have info about the Twin Peaks bank. 
Yeah, she's uncovered that actually Twin Peaks Savings and Loan is wrapped up with Catherine on the Ghostwood Estates project, which, in retrospect, like, yeah, obviously the bank's involved with a land development plan and the town. Ta- yeah, that. Yeah, this needed uncovered. Shocked. <laughs> uh, and Ben just kind of talks to her like, "Listen, I know you don't want to do the pageant, but." We need, like, an intelligent, you know, thoughtful woman like you to be the leader of this town. And apparently we put that much stock in Miss Twin Peaks. I mean, look at Norma. She owns a diner. That counts for something. That's so true. That's a business owner. (laughs) It's a really weird thing because, like, the Ghostwood Estates has never been, like, framed as illegal. It's just that they were always stabbing their back to who would own it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot of like Josie owned the land, but they're trying to screw her out of the land. But actually, she was trying to screw herself out of the land for a weird insurance thing. Yeah, I think, like, yeah. I, th- I think that's Ben's angle. Oh, you're saying that right? So why would the bank want to be secret about it? I guess the bank's just that old man, Mister Nibbler, is just like, I don't want anything to do with your weird fuck conspiracies. I'm too old for that shit. It's also that they can all be at the bank at the end of the movie. Well, yes, show. That's, that's the only reason this plot development happens. It's so that we can kill off a bunch of characters at once. We got to. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so he talks her into entering the pageant because if she wins, she can use it as a platform to defend the Pine Weasel. Yep. Yep, that's what's going on in this plot. Uh... Meanwhile, uh, Dale and the sheriff are hanging out at the sheriff's department trying to decipher the chalk drawings. They don't know this is a map yet. Only Wyndham Earl knows that. Yeah. Andy, Andy has it on the tip of his tongue. <laughs> Andy's working so hard this episode. And they're, they're making like, fun of him for it. They were like, do. he hasn't stopped staring at him. I'm like, yeah, he's working, my guy. Yeah. You, <laughs> I can you hear f- the gears turning. Maybe you fucking people should be standing staring at the chalkboard. Uh, and Cooper just like, uh, yeah, so I didn't mention this before, Truman, but when Josie died, I did have a vision of Bob. I don't really know yeah. what it means. Do you I, know? I didn't want to say it to you because you were kind of fucked up at the time. He's like, yeah, I was kind of fucked up. I was kind you of fucked a, up at the time. You did kind of make a throne out of all your furniture. Why is that what every man in Twin Peaks does when he has a mental breakdown? <laughs> It's what David Lynch and Mark Frost do. They're like, oh, wow, like, I guess every guy does this. Because both Ben and Truman stacked up all their furniture and then sat on a chair on the top with a weapon. Yeah, it's true. Like, Truman had his gun and Ben had his Civil War sword. Uh, but yeah, um, Wyndham Earl's listening in on all of this uh, as they realize, oh shit, Bob the evil spirit that we know about might have something to do with the Black Lodge, the place that evil spirits come from. Holy shit. That fucked up if true. (laughs) So fucked up if true. Oh my god. Bob might be the evil presence in the woods you told me about, Truman. He's like, right, that was the point of the Bookhouse Boys before he just kind of became a a guy's club. Yeah, fuck, I forgot about that part. (laughs) And uh, it's... Yeah, oh well. Uh, at some point during this conversation, they knock over the bonsai tree and realize that Wyndham Earl has been spying on them this whole dang time. That oh, wasn't geez. from Josie. I like that when they cut away to Wyndham Earl, they have him laughing, and the subtitles literally write out, 
Mwahaha, like M-W-A-E. They do. They do. It's great. It's great shit. That's correct, subtitles. Thank you. <laughs> oh, right. And the thing they learn is that there are uh, two doors in the woods, love and hate, and or love and fear. Right, fear yeah. opens one of the doors. And Windermere goes, fear, of course, my favorite emotional state. So true. So true, King. <laughs> he sucks so fucking bad. And you like him. Yeah, he sucks so fucking bad. This is not sucks complimentary. Oh, for me, it sucks complimentary. No. No, no. Fear's his favorite emotional state. Lord. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and is this where we find out what he's done to Leo? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. we keep... They, 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 like... Don't show Leo and like, but have him talking to it, and it's just like it goes on for so long. Right, we get a lot of POV shots uh, from Leo's perspective as Windermere talks to him and explains everything, and then we finally see Leo, who is biting down on a piece of twine and like struggling to hold it in place because we get this long shot showing that the twine wraps around a bunch of different like pulleys and uh, pins and shit. But the punchline is that it is connected to the door of a cage full of deadly spiders. Supposedly. Yeah. We, yeah what we are to understand is deadly spiders. They kind of just look like regular spiders you could get at a pet shop. Yeah, that's probably true. I, I'm going to guess they didn't actually put this get actor poisonous spiders? The, probably not. A cage of poisonous spiders. Uh... And yeah, that's that's where we leave Leo, basically. Yeah, that's the last we see of him and like good fucking riddance. I know this is supposed to be like, oh no, Leo, but like fuck right. off. No, there's a scene in the next episode where they're like, Oh, what about Leo though? Ah, he's probably fine, then it just cuts back to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. It's just not responsible for Wyndham Earl to put Leo in predicament bondage like that and then leave him. <laughs> uh in the finale script, there's a cut scene where uh Hawk finds Leo, and Leo instinctively says hi when he sees him and opens up the spiders and dies. That's so dumb. Oh my god. That's really <laughs> fucking dumb. That's uh-huh. bad. That's yeah. bad. That's bad. Yeah. Yikes. There's a reason they cut that. Yup. Uh, <laughs> right now, though, we gotta talk about the dance routine, because Mr. Pinkle's back yet again. He, they're trying to tell you this man dumb. is not gay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, and they are... Yeah, he's trying to choreograph all of the uh, women entered in the Miss Twin Peaks pageant to, uh, yeah, do, like, a a big dance number all together to, you know, I guess kick the show off or whatever. And, yeah, he's just being, like, a very, like, stereotypical, like, dance choreography. Like, oh, no, you need to move like a sapling in the wind! Yeah, and, like, I will not have... You know, you are just a muscle in the... Creative hand of, you know, me. Right. Um, yeah. But because also he's just trying to get them to bend over to show him lots of cleavage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, he is the classic 90s comedy character of uh, very effeminate. Uh, yeah. But straight man. Right, right. Where it's like, what if a guy acted gay? Yeah. So we can make all the gay jokes. <laughs> right, but, but it's not the homophobic. final joke 
is that he isn't gay. Oh, dang. And maybe that's your own fucking biases. Uh, give me something to think you about. think about that? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's the get out of jail card for homophobic jokes. Right. Yeah. Uh, Norma is Which with... nowadays ahead. is just preceding your sexism with white women. <laughs> Uh, Norma is hanging out with Dick, and you know what? I need to make uh, an apology. I keep calling the mayor Dougie Milford. That was his late brother's name. This is Dwayne Milford. Nobody knew. <laughs> Nobody no cares. Not a single person corrected me because no one gives a shit. Nobody fucking knows. <laughs> no one knows this man exists. <laughs> I, will, I will not have Dwayne Milford besmirched like that. I love his weird little grumbles. You sure do. I like it when he just goes, Meh. They're good you sounds. Do. We do know this. Uh, but no, yeah, it's... Yeah, he's there, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, listen, he does not have much to do in this episode. Uh, Norma's basically just like, alright, fucking, I am the only woman with any position of authority in this pageant <laughs> at all, so can we please, like, have any categories that aren't about how much you want to fuck the girl? And they're both like, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> Dick says, like, I think breeding is very important. <laughs> Are you fucking a weirdo? You know, he well, he doesn't mean that in a, a, a fucky way. He means that in a eugenics way. It's totally, that's fine. It is kind of fun how they've, like, made me go, like, when I first saw Dick Tremaine, I'm like, hey, this fucking dude. Right. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this guy's the best character. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, this fucking dude, but like in a, a better way. But like way. in a good way. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh-huh. where like, I, I hate you again, but like, I'm supposed to. <laughs> right, you've gone from sucks derogatory to sucks complimentary to sucks derogatory complimentary. <laughs> He was pretty. No, like, just he was good. just. He was just good for a while there. It <laughs> you know is only true. today that he has <laughs> become <laughs> sucks derogatory again. But that's because every man sucks when Lana's in the room. That's true. That's true. Everyone's favorite character, Lana. <laughs> Everyone loves her. I, I think. Uh, I, good. I think Lana may be the Twin Peaks season two character that exists the least. Yeah, that's probably true. She, she just exists. Has, Go ahead, Luke. I'm sorry. I was going to say, she just has nothing going on. She exists the least, and also she makes every scene worse. It's not her fault, but that's just her character. Is that yes, she yes. exists like, to yeah, make every scene worse? It's not a fault worse. of the actress. It's just. Yeah. It, the character, character sucks so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the whole James soap opera subplot kind of doesn't exist, but it's interesting in like a, hey, remember that fucking thing? Yeah, that's the thing. It does yeah, exist because everyone's like, hey, yeah, remember when season two went off the rails that fucking hard? Whereas Lana just kind of fades into the back. She's not even, like, weird enough to be memorable. She's just kind of blah. The uh, In addition, like, she just disappears for, like, half the show. That's also true. She's not in it very much. Yeah, she's not in it, and then she comes back for this end part because they need someone to fuck Dick Tremaine? Question mark? Yeah. Right, like, she could be completely written out of the Miss Twin Peaks plotline, and nothing would be different, except you nothing wouldn't would see her belly dance. Yeah, that is... I, A I key go. part! Right, uh-huh. <laughs> I spent so long on it. They really did. They really thought that was the hottest thing anybody had ever done. Yeah. Her, her gymnastic contortionism that she just, like, kind of moves around. Uh-huh. 
Anyway, yeah, uh, Dwayne's plot to get Lana, uh, you know, the crown is to just have her fuck Dick Tremaine. And uh, she does that. And she does that. Yep. In the closet. Yeah. yeah, now I realize that, like, oh, you're, like, you're into this old man. You're... Oh, yeah. yeah. You're oh, into yeah. getting he's, Oh, yeah, he's a freak. <laughs> Whichever Milford you said it was, a freak. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, I I said Dougie. I was about to say Dougie. I'm like, no, Luke just said it isn't him. <laughs> I couldn't remember which. Yeah, I'm no, not going to commit it to memory. I don't care. It's He's going to be dead next time we come back. <laughs> That's true. God, imagine if he came back for the return Can somehow. You imagine. <laughs> like, just a shriveled even, husk. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, Cooper's talking to Diane for the first time in a while. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, hey, Diane, I'm really goo-goo bananas over this Annie lady. She's yeah. reminded me of how sad I've been ever since Caroline died. Because if there's one thing anyone who's ever seen me would describe me as, it's like sad and reserved. Morose. Yeah. You know, everyone looks at me and they think I'm a real, like, melancholy enigma that they can't figure out. Uh, and as he's talking to her, he's like, you know, oh, I've just spent so much time in, you know, solitude. And there's a knock on the door. And he goes, although sometimes there's something to be said for solitude. Excuse me. But it's Annie, so he's not mad, actually. I was trying to record a damn tape. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's Annie, uh, and he's like, oh, okay, you're the one. You're the one lady I'd rather talk to than Diane. He doesn't say that, but he, you know, yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, listen, I've got a dark side. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I may seem like a normal small town girl. <laughs> Annie, you really Twin don't. Peaks. That's why I'm attracted to you, but continue. <laughs> uh, when she says every forest has its shadows, I just know that Dale Cooper got the biggest part on <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> I mean, they do fuck so pretty hard much immediately over. after, yeah. That's yeah, like, it's just like, he's like, I need to fuck you right now. I just like, <laughs> medically, I have to. <laughs> I will die if I don't. Like, I am losing consciousness because of the amount of blood rushing yeah. down. Uh, and yeah, uh, <laughs> and he's just like, hey, you talked me into doing this pageant, but I hate doing speeches. Can you help me do speech? And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. What you need to do is suck this dick. He <laughs> <laughs> let me give you a microphone. They talk about the fucking like, you know, <laughs> what you can do to save our forests for about two minutes, and then Cooper just leans in, like, I don't want to talk about trees anymore. And they start making out, and then fucking. And then, like, assumably after like they fucked, he's like, what if you were like racist? <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> What if you, like, were really, like, referential and, like, like had an obvious love of a uh, culture that wasn't yours that made it really clear that you're also racist? Listen, my buddy Hawk will say it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, he'll yeah. give you a pass. Yeah. Oh, it's for Miss Twin Peaks? Of course. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, well, for this I've been doing that weeks. all this fucking show with Tibet, so it should be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, over at the Hurley residence, Nadine set up a slideshow of her just kicking high school boys' ass. 
this, love it. This love part it. was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. The cinema. <laughs> yeah, she's like, and this is me uh, murdering last year's champion. Next slide, please. Uh, here's me crushing the skull of uh, an idiot that won the regionals. Yeah. If they... People are complaining about women in men's sports. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, there's one where she's like flipping a guy in the photo and Nadine just yeah. walks up and starts like putting her hands over his thighs. She's like, he's got quads like bridge supports and I pinned him in five minutes. Yeah. That's right. Minute and, five. And then he... Here's a photo of all the stuff I won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, here's all my fucking hardware. Mike's just sitting in a, over in the corner with his I love my muscle milf pin. <laughs> <laughs> I am still, like, I know it's, I know I should just give up on it. Right. But I'm still amazed that, like, every, like, high school is like, 40 old lady? Yeah, that seems okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no, there's no rule there's in the no book rule. that says. <laughs> yeah, there's no rules yeah. as a four-year-old woman can't compete. Yeah. It's a real air bud situation. <laughs> uh, Dr. Jacoby is here. He's like, all right, Nadine, that was great, but we were actually here for, you know, therapy. So if, if you're ready it to shut the fuck up now so I can talk. Yeah. I, I saw, like, and, like, you know, and also starring Jacob, like, you know, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Jacob yeah, yeah. Jacoby, like... What? Why? He's back. <laughs> uh, she's like, well, you know, sometimes, you know, in a group setting, it's easier to talk about, you know, difficult subjects. So, Nadine, maybe you'd like to start, uh, you know, explaining your feelings. And Nadine's like, well, sure, yeah, I think uh, it all started when I first saw Mike's buns in the hall at school. And he's like, God damn it, Nadine, <laughs> I need you to stop being horny for five minutes. Uh. And uh, she just says, like, she feels guilty because her and Mike are so happy together, and Ed's alone. And uh, Ed's like, well, that's fine, actually. I'm going to marry Norma. And you kind of can see it in her eyes that, like, something is snapping in Nadine when he says that. Yeah, uh-oh. And something is yeah. also snapping in Mike's hand bones. <laughs> <laughs> she starts squeezing him harder and harder. She's like, yeah, well, well we're going to get married, too, so there. Yeah. And uh, I think that's basically where this leaves off for now, right? Yep, Briggs. Yeah. Yep, Briggs wanders through the woods. Uh, Hawk manages to find him and bring him back to the sheriff's department. Uh, he's just kind of babbling nonsense. But like, we're gonna protect the queen. Which way is the castle? And they're like, hmm, he seems kind of fucked up. But let's, we'll let him sleep it off. Yeah, uh, he's been shot yeah, be full fine. of... Uh, what is it, haloperidol, which is the drug that Mike, the one-armed man, was taking that suppressed yep. Mike, the lodge spirit. Uh, and it was also, like, the shit that fucking uh, Wyndham Earl was self-medicating himself with to get put in an insane asylum or whatever. Right. It's the magic drug that just does whatever yeah. they want it to do. <laughs> yeah. It sounds scary, and it does scare, like, whatever they want. Right, uh-huh. Uh, and they're trying to talk to him, but he is just kind of, listen, he's not in a good way. <laughs> no, he's not having uh, a good day. Yeah. Don Davis, always good to watch act, though. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's great. They try to be like, Garland, can you hear us? He's like, Garland, like Judy Garland? What a weird name. Uh, and yeah, he just kind of does not 
have many coherent thoughts he can say at the moment. Uh, and they just no. kind of leave him to recover while Andy just keeps staring at the uh, chalk drawings. Uh, he's like, Agent Cooper, what? hold on, D- this 4 over here, do you think the 4-H club's got something to do with this? <laughs> You're so close, Andy. You're God bless so you, close. Andy. He's trying. He, God he's damn the it. only one here that's trying. <laughs> it is very obviously a map, and he's the only one working towards that conclusion. Come on, you guys. Uh, and then uh, we cut over to Catherine's place, where they're trying to open the metal box with a uh, with a vice. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then it takes a while, and Pete and Andrew hurt their wrists, so Andrew just pulls an enormous revolver out of his po- uh, pocket and then shoots it until it opens. And you know what? That fucking worked. <laughs> that fucking worked. I wish Andrew was a bigger part of this show because I do he's have delightful. fun anytime he's on screen. I love this man. He's a nothing character, but he's always entertaining. <laughs> uh, and inside the metal box is a safety deposit. Well, I guess we don't know it's a safety deposit key yet, but it's a safety deposit key. And yeah, they we don't, don't know, know that yet. yet that this key opens up yet another box. <laughs> That's right. So they put it inside a clear uh, uh, cake. Is that what it's, it's a? Yeah, what cake is it called? Dish. Yeah. Cake dish, yeah. A, a cake, cake saver or whatever. So yeah, that everyone can see deeper. it and nobody can steal the key. Yeah. Because it's, we, cause it's yeah. in sight. Right. Uh, meanwhile, Donna has the same exact goddamn scene she's had for the last three episodes with her parents. Yep. And it, like, it is so, like, <laughs> you're smarter than this. Uh-huh. you like... When she gets the, like, she figures it out, it shocks her too much. Donna used to be, like, the second protagonist of this show. Yeah. And they just completely run out of shit to do with her. Uh, if I may, Donna, what what the fuck is this dress? Honey, stop. I kind of like it. No, this this is hideous. I think it looks alright. No, bad dress. Uh, yeah. Actually, weigh in. Yeah, Ashley, you got I, a tie break I, here. I, I was trying to press play, and it just isn't working on my screen, on my thing. All right, well. Oh, shit. All right, well, we'll never we know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because she's all dressed up to head out to the uh, Miss Twin Peaks To Miss Twin Peaks. The best time to start asking about who's my dad. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> her parents are like, oh, you look so lovely, Donna. She's like, you fucking who cares? Tell me about what's going on with Mr. Horn. Like, Donna. Oh, honey, no, we can't. And she just gets Donna, you already know. You just want me to say it, and I don't want to say it, so maybe you should respect me in that way. <laughs> I'm not going to give you the fucking satisfaction, Donna. How about that? Uh, I Okay, I, I've, I've seen uh, the dress, and I, I get the idea. I think the idea of it's good, but the execution is bad. Okay, all right. Real fucking uh, fence-sitter of an answer, but okay. I, like, her, the outfit she is wearing is bad. All right, I fine. could see someone doing it good, but <laughs> it's not uh, working for also, her. Also, uh, I love that on my episode, the episode description on where I'm watching this is just Lucy chooses a father for her baby. Yeah, that's true. she did do that. That that does happen. That's what that's what it's this episode's day. about. Is Dad Day baby? <laughs> D Day. Uh, Andy, you've solved it. The 4H Club has a lot to do with this. <laughs> yes. 
Because the four, as any Sailor Moon fan knows, is actually a symbol of the planet Sat uh, Jupiter. Fuck, I fucked it up. Never Damn, mind. Damn, you <laughs> fucked it up. Way to go. You fucked Damn it. it. All right, you need, you need to leave, Luke. You need to leave. This was a layup right. for you. Shit! <laughs> uh, no, the other one stands for Saturn because the door to the Black Lodge opens when yeah, Jupiter, and Jupiter and Saturn, Saturn. are conjunct. Because when those planets are in alignment, it's moments of, like, intense swings in the course of history, for good and for bad. Uh, so now we yeah. know when it'll happen, which is, you know, like, tomorrow night or some shit. Which is now. Yeah, because yeah, it's like yeah. a, a vague window. It's, it's, it's not longer than, like, one night, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh yeah. my god, it's open right now. But we don't know where. If only this drawing that looks like a map could tell us where to go. If only. Hmm. And and he keeps saying to protect the queen. So Miss Twin Peaks, we gotta get there, obviously. That's it. And then Andy's yeah. like, oh, fuck, I figured out it's a map. Uh, and uh, Cooper's like, Andy, shut the fuck up. I gotta <laughs> yeah. go somewhere else. And he spends the rest of this goddamn episode being like, guys, I solved the riddle. It wasn't even that hard, really. And they're like, shut up, Andy. I got shit to do. Except for the time when he sees Lana and is like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I like the bit where Cooper says, two doors, two lodges, fear opens one, love opens the other. And Truman goes, wait, what does that mean? I don't know. It just sounded good. <laughs> he's like, I you just know, thought of it. More honest than he's ever been. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, <sighs> This dance number is uh, this umbrella situation. Yeah. Yeah. This is that uh, fucking... Like lip sync clip, people keep always fucking up about. <laughs> I just yeah, don't understand the, with, what this pageant Spider Man. Yeah, well, you know, this is the introduction to the pageant. We're meeting all the Goyles as they do a little dance. It's uh, yeah, I. It's just so fucking confusing. It's very confusing. Yes, <laughs> it's kind of funny how bad it is, but like, uh-huh. I just don't think it needs to be here. What it, People, again, apparently a lot of cut stuff. Not sure what we cut for this. Oh, yeah, I don't think much got cut from this episode. It all got cut from the next one. From the next uh, one? Okay, sure. People that, like, have spent way too much time thinking about this show and trying to make, like, everything that doesn't mean anything mean something are like, ah, you see, this show started with, like, the homecoming queen wrapped in plastic, and now all the girls are wrapped in plastic for the town to decide their next one. Oh, uh, you get well, it? that's not. All right. Because they're wearing, Andy like, the clear plastic die, raincoats. So what are we doing? Well, that's because true, you know, Cooper stops it. She would have died. Mm, Cooper maybe did not have much to do with that. No, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's pageant time, baby. Uh, Doc Hayward is out here emceeing, which is still so weird to me that like this just doesn't yeah. feel like his vibe. Yeah, whatever you know. You know, yeah. Uh, kicking off the we only have portion. so many. We only have so many charismatic old men in this town. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And I guess uh, Dick has already hosted multiple events. It's someone else's turn. Yeah, someone else's turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy does like a dance number for the talent show. You know, she's doing. You know, she's doing it. She's doing the thing. Especially if she's, uh, you know, pregnant. To be fair, she is like a month pregnant. But yeah. Uh, and he looked, Bobby's backstage and he looks out and sees the log lady out in the audience and he's like, yeah. And then he turns around and behind him is the log lady. What? Different log. Andy, don't be fooled. 
<laughs> why, why is Andy, like, so, like, done with the log lady? Well, first of all, it's Bobby, not Andy. How oh, dare Bobby. you? Andy would why be did... nice to the log lady. Why did they Andy? I don't know, because Molly did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he didn't even find a good log. This is just, like, a piece of wood. <laughs> it's just a piece of wood. It's not even, this it's is, a, this it's is a just... fucking fire starter log. Yeah. This MF got plank over here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, Bobby's like, hey, how the, what the fuck? What? And uh, then Wyndham Earl beats him over the head with the log to knock him yeah. out. Because this is Wyndham Earl, not the log lady at this all. Is, so why why does he need this? Why? He's not even going to be inside the whole time. Why? Well, because he's a master of disguise. <laughs> fuck this off. is so stupid. Fuck off. Everyone in town is already here. Just uh-huh. sneak in, idiot. Yeah, well, he, he couldn't afford sucks. Cooper to see him. Cooper yeah, wouldn't no. notice. Cooper, <laughs> that's tr- already also, he's going to kill the lights when he actually does anything. And then when Cooper sees him as the log lady, is like, "That's when the Merle." Yeah. <laughs> this is stupid. This is no, so fucking stupid. It's stupid. Oh, I'm not gonna. Oh no. Nope, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, listen, I'm not gonna tell you it's not stupid. Um, and yeah, uh, Doc Hayward comes out after Lucy finishes her routine to introduce Lana's, uh, what's the fucking thing? Contortionistic Jazz Exotica. Which is, this is none of those things. No. (laughs) She's doing no contortionism, and it's not a jazz song she's dancing to. It's about the moves you don't do. (laughs) It's about the contortions you don't make. Yeah. Exactly, so. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I guess it is roughly what someone from the Pacific Northwest in, like, a backwoods town might call exotic. I guess so. she looks like an extra from, like, the Twelve, com- 12 Commandments? Jesus Christ, the Ten Commandments? Yeah, there's there's a few less of those. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is boring. There, there's, there's two deleted commandments. You have to check out the exodus. <laughs> <laughs> Bible DLC. I talk about this on Twitter a lot of times, but like, anytime someone, it, it happens in Twin Peaks with Twin Peaks too, where people think that deleted like scenes are like the Dead Sea Scrolls of a fiction. Right, they're the key to understanding what it's really about. And like, no, it's the opposite. It's things they decided. Yeah, oh, the, the reason this isn't about this scene. <laughs> yeah, like. The idea, like, people think that the only reason to delete a scene is, like, oh, they just didn't have the time to put it in. Right. And sometimes it's like, no, this scene doesn't work. Or yep. we don't like it, actually. Yeah. This is a conversation we're going to have a lot in a couple weeks. <sighs> Some of those pieces probably should have just stayed missing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. I, I forgot we were forgot about that. the missing pieces. <laughs> Yeah, some of them are good. It's it's a mix. Yeah, I don't there's the I ones care. where like uh, this one sucks. This one's okay. This one you could have put in the movie. Like I, you could. This one fits with the movie. This one I don't get why you bothered filming it. Yeah. Anyway, I, uh, I could just uh, cut that out and just play that for like <laughs> two hours, and then we don't have to do the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but then the crucial morsels of canon you get from the missing pieces. You'll be so confused. 
burn. I will probably just watch those missing pieces at some point before the next episode after I watch Fire Walk with me, just so I know. Yeah, uh-huh. But I don't care. Are we thumbs downing a missing pieces episode? I'm not. I won't be too. We don't need a whole episode. No. All right, that's fine. You can just uh, talk about like the one scene that apparently matters. Matters is a strong word. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. What if one? Per- what if there's a scene set in a different country, and then in the return, there's another scene set in that same country with what? no other connection? Okay. Brazil. Yeah. What if there's an item that goes missing at the end of the main movie that one of the deleted scenes shows you where it ended up? Oh, the MCU. Uh, yeah. Yeah, could could this scene just really be a uh an, a mid-credits? I hadn't thought about it, but absolutely 100% yes. <laughs> Disney Plus about whatever this is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Don't you aren't you just dying to know what it was like when Annie got taken to the hospital at the end of the next episode? Wait, really? Yeah, that's the scene. No! <laughs> Who cares? Oh, let me tell you about a little website called twinpeaks.fandom.com slash wiki. I would rather not hear about this. Anyway, <laughs> we should just keep going. We're spending so much time on this. This is going to be the longest fucking episode we've done since Catwoman. Yeah, Audrey gives a speech. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's just environmentalist speech. Uh, Donna confronts Ben. <laughs> she like... Yeah. Hey, what's going on with you and my mom? And he's like, "Uh, oh shit, you're my dad. I knew it." And oh, storms you're off my again. Dad, you finally oh, found man. someone willing to tell you an answer, and now you're not gonna listen. Well, he in, in Ben's defense, he goes, "This is really not the time or place for this conversation." Uh, right. So, yeah, like, could we maybe you, do this on not the night of Miss Twin Peaks? Right. You get like, the maybe... idea that Ben has like started to realize that maybe he should have just kept his fucking mouth shut. Yes. Yeah. And well, like, he he's barely like... said anything. He he just like came over and saw uh, Donna's mom. It's not that big a deal. Right. Yeah. It. Yeah. That's true. But well, like, he does eventually get to like. All right, Donna. Your mother and I, and then she cuts him off because oh now God. now she finally gets it. Yeah. Well, I mean, even still, like, up to this point, he has not done very much. No, 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 no. Anyway. Yep. Uh, Yeah, and then we get Annie's speech, which, like we said, is like, oh, in in summary, let me quote these words from Chief uh, Seattle of the Suquamish tribe, and she just quotes him for a while, and like, okay. Yeah, she does use a racial slur. Yes, I mean, I get... It's a quote, but even so, yeah, yeah. Again, uh, they sure do play a lot with how this is like land that was like you know settled by Native Americans, and there sure is exactly one indigenous character on this entire show. Yep, who's barely in it anymore, even. Yeah, well, whose entire purpose is to go like, well, my people said. Right, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then go, but I don't believe in any of that. But I'm, yeah, but it's, it's not but racist. I'm a, but I'm, I'm a cool guy. Yeah, 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 because I, I know science and stuff, so I'm not a stereotype. It's, it's, not, it's not the best side of the show. Again, it is, the na- it is the native version of the straight feminine guy. <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah, and we've talked about it before, but, like, they they almost managed to walk a line in season one and then just got bored of trying in season two. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, but yeah, so Wyndham Earl's watching from the rafters. Uh, everybody loves Annie's speech except for Dwayne who falls asleep during it. Yep. Uh, Lucy pulls Dick and Andy aside and is like, all right, guys, I've made my decision and I know nobody's been able to guess this, but I've decided I'd rather Andy be the father of my child than Dick. And, and Dick is like, like thank like, God. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. That is great news. I'm going to go see if Lana wants to fuck again. Bye. <laughs> Later. Uh, and she also knows, like, you know what day this is. And Andy's like, yeah, it's the day of the Mist Twin Peaks come. <laughs> We're at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Lucy. I do like how excited Andy is. He's so psyched. <laughs> he's, ex- he's excited to be a dad. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he is like. Lucy, I'm very honored that you chose me for this, and I know I'm going to be a good dad, but right now I gotta go find Agent Cooper on account of I think I can stop a cosmological whore from encroaching on our reality. I got police business. <laughs> At least you're just like, oh, men, you're all the same. I mean, he does have police business. <laughs> he does have police business. He Lucy, does. you should understand, you work at the police station. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Harris wants to be. Yeah, I know. They just sit around and fucking drink coffee and look at a chalk drawing Donuts, all day, dude. They don't fucking do anything. That's so true. Yeah. Uh, so Doc Hayward comes out to announce that the winner of the Miss Twin Peaks pageant is Annie Blackburn. In a shocking twist, who could have known? Who could have seen this coming? Possibly guessed what. And, uh, yeah, like, I, Dick is just like, she had a good speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to hear me like, I let you fuck my fiance, you piece of shit. And he's like, I'm sorry, I was just so touched by your speech. I was moved. Uh, Cooper is not at all psyched because he has nope. finally figured out that the winner of the pageant is going to be Wyndham Earl's murder queen. Yep. And he's like, oh, fuck, right, she's the most dead person ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly furious they didn't kill her. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I asked him, I'm like, how, how surprised were you? Legitimately very. I thought you we were just murdering her. Molly, you guessed so many things right. You can't win them all. I can't win them all, but I can get 99% of things right. <laughs> you know what? Pretty Basically, good every here. guess you actually made came true. You, you guessed, like, shot for shot. You described this episode with so much accuracy that you may as well have seen it already. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I had nothing for this. This is, you know, this is just this is how TV works. No, absolutely, yeah, it's not exactly shocking uh, writing. Yeah, no, but Uh, but speaking of shocking, the lights short out. That's no, mm -mm. no, I tried. Did you? Uh, no, he did. I didn't. He did. Be nice. Uh, the lights short out, and then for the rest of the fucking episode, we get this really obnoxious strobing light effect that is probably not great to see if you're photosensitive. Uh, it's really not. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. Like, Chris is, so this was not a good surprise. 
Yeah, I'm also not, but this still, like, it didn't give me a headache or anything, but it, like, I was getting real annoyed by it by the end of the scene. Yeah, I, but also, I kind of thought it was kind of cool. I like it a lot more when they do it again in the next episode. This one, I was like, come on, get on with it. Yeah, yeah. this one, I, I didn't kind of This one feel does like... go on too long. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, fires outside, like, bursting up. Nadine gets bonked on the head with a comedy sandbag. <laughs> Because we gotta wrap that plot up. Because we have to give her her fucking memories back. Uh-huh. Because it is episode 21. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I do like the, like, you know, when you have the strobing lights like this and it almost makes people look like they're moving at a low frame rate because you're only yeah, seeing them, like, that. every other second or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah, I just think this one goes on for a bit long and I already kind of guessed that they were going to use this later in a more supernatural sense. Right. Yeah. And so, like, having it be here is just kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird that they do much. it twice. But anyway, yeah, uh, Wyndham Earl still disguised as the log lady, uh, ethers Annie and drags her out the back door. And, uh, like, the lights finally come back up and Cooper's like, oh, shit, Truman, you fucking got Annie. We were going to protect her. and We did not. We don't know where he went. We haven't solved the map yet. And, and then, Andy like, and then like Andy's like, yeah, it's a map. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. This, for two episodes back to back, the final plot twist that they cut to credits on is the reveal that the very obvious map is <laughs> secretly a map. a map. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Come on, guys. Dumb. You're better than this. Dumb, dumb. Oh. Anyway, yeah, uh, just kind of chugging right along into the final episode. Now it's time for the good shit, baby. Uh, we open. We gotta get on... through some bad shit first, though. Do we? Uh, uh, oh, sure. Uh, we open on Annie and Lucy. I like this stuff. This is good. Yeah, there's. I'm more talking holding... about the Donna stuff. I just, it, I just think it's stupid. I, I agree that it's stupid. I kind of like it, but yeah, I, I won't tell you it's not stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Andy and Lucy are kind of just holding each other quietly in the sheriff's department after everything that just happened and they're talking about uh you know lucy was terrified because she was thinking about like what if something like that happened while you know when i was further along and like i needed to you know get to the hospital to deliver the baby and andy's just like well then i'd deliver that baby right there in front of god and everybody for you and then they kiss it's cute it's a nice little i love these two it's a really good little bow to put on their story i like like yeah i'm glad that they are like ended up on a happy note. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's good stuff. It's what they deserve. Absolutely. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Cooper, Hawk, and Truman are all in the conference room, puzzling over this map, desperate to try to figure it out. You know, th- we if we can crack this map, we can figure out where Earl took Annie. Uh, and then is this when Pete walks in and does the greatest line read of all time? The greatest line in history. <laughs> Grand theft. Otto. Otto. <laughs> he just swings the door open and says that, and everyone is just, like, no response. And then he, like, struts into the room like he just said the coolest line ever. The log lady <laughs> took my truck. Like, oh, shit, Pete, that wasn't the log lady. That was Wyndham Earl. And he's like, there's 12 rainbow trouts in the bed. <laughs> it's like, Pete, this is really not the time. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, Pete, please. God, like, no, listen, we're not playing chess anymore, and I'm cranky about it. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> yeah. 
And then fucking Hawk, uh, they they figure out it's Glastonbury <laughs> Grove, and Hawk just goes, "Oh yeah, that's where I found the bloody rag and the the pa- or the paper towels or whatever." I'm like, "You couldn't really. You didn't drop this one earlier. <laughs> you didn't think to bring that. We up, didn't man. think to go back there because I'm pretty sure you said you found it in a train car, but." Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you're just making the you're just making shit up at this point. No, what are you talking about? Obviously, all along the pa- the entrance to the Black Lodge has been in Glastonbury Grove, the historical burial place of King Arthur. And you know what? Saber never went to America. <laughs> Last time I checked, you know, King Arthur's buried in England. <laughs> he Last says time that like there. He says that like they're stupid, and then they look at him like he's stupid. And he's like, wait, am I stupid? <laughs> and well, no, so, Pete, you're not. So, because this is the first time anyone's talked about King Arthur in this entire fucking show. Oh my god, I hope King Arthur's a big deal. I'll, I'm going to hold my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, I know King Arthur's going to be a big deal. It feels like a thing they would do. I'm simply not commenting one way or another. Okay. Keep doing that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> the log lady walks in and says, hey, here's that syrup you requested. <laughs> she just brings in a jar. Here's the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, actually, we find out that uh, when her husband died in that fire that turned him into a log or what the fuck ever, uh, <laughs> it left behind a a jar of black oil that no, just brought No, he brought it him. home first. Yeah, he oh, okay. brought it home yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. fucking died because he brought it home. Right, right, right. And they sniff it and it smells just like burnt engine oil. Just like what Maddie smelled before she died and what Jacoby smelled when Jacques Renault got killed. Yeah. That Remember stuff's that? like bob piss or something. And then they're like, and then Cooper's like, Hey, bring in an Aunt Plasky. I need to traumatize her again. You know, I got yeah, to just do one last in the next traumatization camps. for the road. <laughs> like, it is almost comedic how he just fucking, like, traumatizes this woman again and again and again. He cannot be in the same room with her without traumatizing her. Because, yeah, she comes in, I'll say... I like seeing that she's, like, better, and she's, like, up and around, because, yeah. like, we've only ever seen her, like, comatose in a hospital bed, waking up just long enough to get traumatized by Cooper. Uh, and, yeah, she's, like, here, she's just kind of, you know, she looks good, until yeah. Cooper makes her sniff the engine oil and she has a relapse. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, like, she might have been, like, well, like, guys, I, I finally have managed to get my life back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we cut out to Glastonbury Grove, where Wyndham Earl has taken Annie in Pete's truck. And he's like, hey there, I'm Wyndham Earl. Hey, check it out. There's 12 rainbow trout in this truck. And Annie's like, what the fuck is Wyndham Earl? <laughs> yeah, he says, I'm Wyndham Earl. Like, it is the biggest reveal to her. And she's like, "Hoops." <laughs> I also like, he's got a big flashlight and he's shining it on each of their faces as they're talking like he's at a sleepover. Did you hear that Cooper died of Wyndham? <laughs> What's Wyndham? Wyndham Earl. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I like Annie being like, bitch, I fucking com- tried to commit suicide. Just kill me. I don't care. Yeah. Annie, Annie's just like, whatever, man. I don't fucking care. Yeah. This is scary, but like, whatever. Right. 
Uh, and yeah, he starts dragging her through the woods um, towards the circle of 12 sycamore trees that we saw Bob emerge from a couple episodes ago. Uh, it was, when watching this, I was like, right, I have watched the Japanese Twin Peaks thing, which they do have something with this, but I forgot what it was. Yeah, because it's the whole plot of the Japanese Twin Peaks coffee commercials. Well, okay, where do we watch that? Can we do a whole episode of those? <laughs> oh, Luke, Luke sent it to me. I have already watched it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, basically, it is just a, an ongoing plot. It's just... It's like scenes from Twin Peaks, except the punchline to every scene is Cooper being like, oh, the only way we can get out of this jam is to have some of this nice canned coffee. I just ordered just canned from coffee. a roast. They, they, I was listening to a podcast and someone said something that I agree with, which I didn't realize I agreed until they said it. Uh-huh. Which is that celebrities shouldn't be uh, do commercials in the U.S. Oh, like, sure. It should just be, it should still be a shameful thing to be a movie star and do a commercial. Sure. It should be for little guys, and then you have to go to fucking Japan. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, the whole, like, I, I read something where David Lynch was like, yeah, the whole reason why we did those commercials because we were sure that no one would ever see them. Right, right. Well, I think David Lynch is also very charming. The fact, like, I don't know why Japanese people like this show so much, but they really do. I mean, the commercials are kind of delightful. They're kind of delightful, yeah. yeah. They're kind like, of delightful. They, like, they put effort into those commercials. They're not yeah, just they, tossed Yeah, they really off. went for it. Yeah. It, 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 it is nice getting a concentrated blast of Dale Cooper. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Concentrated like this canned coffee. Yeah. <laughs> just as much caffeine as two whole cups. That's damn fine coffee. <laughs> Uh, Annie is like silently praying to herself during all of this, and Wyndham Earl is just kind of ignoring her. This is so to get into yeah, what I was saying about the cutscenes. This episode was written by Mark Frost, uh, Harley Payton, and Robert Engels. The latter two guys are the guys that basically took over the show when Lynch left, and Mark Frost kind of stepped back. Um, so basically, the three people that were still like working on the show wrote it, and then they got David Lynch to come back to direct this episode, and he looked at the script and he was like. No. No, I don't no, like this. No. <laughs> no, uh, baby, no. And that, that's maybe a little strong because the basic structure of the episode is the same. He mostly just cut lots and lots of dialogue and, like, changed a lot of um, how, like, the uh, Black Lodge stuff works out. I think what the- you're saying is he killed the exposition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 he decided, none of that, please. Uh huh. Um, because, for instance, this scene in the script, which I just kind of skimmed through uh, before this, is uh, Annie saying the prayer, and Wyndham Earl has a whole little monologue about, like, oh, that's no good, you're not afraid, and I need you to feel fear to open the Black Lodge. It, uh, so I'm mad that you're you're finding comfort in prayer, Annie. Yeah. It's that kind of shit. Um, I'd just like you to look at the video I posted. You don't have to watch it. I just wanted you to look at it. <laughs> yeah, check out this thumbnail. Okay, let me take a look here. Uh, this says Twin Peaks Mania in Japan. And this woman looks very... <laughs> How would you describe this woman's expression? Shocked? Yeah, she... <laughs> she like, looks... like, like she just saw a national disaster happen on the screen. <laughs> and or she just sat on a whoopee cushion. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's happening here. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, Entertainment Tonight, it's the 90s. 
Uh, and yeah, I think in the script, eventually, Wyndham Earl just tells Annie, like, oh, by the way, I killed Dale Cooper before we left. And that's what finally makes her afraid enough to open the lodge. Uh, except in this one, he just drags her into the circle and that then she, like, falls under the spell of the lodge or whatever. And that opens up the fucking thing. Which, yeah, that's better. <laughs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> it's better that it's weird and ambiguous and you don't, like, something is happening more than what you can, like, put it in easily into words. Because what happens next fucking slaps. Oh, the uh, scene with Nadine. Well, <laughs> no, before that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just talking, he drags her into the circle and, like, she just kind of goes, like, glassy-eyed. And then all of a sudden, red curtains fade into the middle of the forest. And yeah, they just yeah. slip through the curtains and then the curtains fade away. It looks so fucking cool. It's pretty sick. All, all of the Red Room shit in this episode rules. Yeah, it's, it's all great. Oh, Yep. Uh, but yes, then we do cut back to the Hurleys. Uh, Ed and Norma are just fucking jazzed. Yeah, they're as, having a great day. As, like, Mike and Nadine both have uh, just big comedy bloody bandages around their heads. Norma's I like, s- I know my sister just got kidnapped, but I don't think I fucking care. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Norma <laughs> does not give a fuck about her sister getting kidnapped. The, the the like the image for this was for so like on my thing, the preview image was Norma or uh Nadine and Mike having bloody bandages. Yeah. Uh and I was for a bit, like, my theory that I never said on the podcast was that uh, Mike would also, like, would get hit in the head and oh. think that he was older. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only. Uh, but no, instead, what that bonk to the noggin has uh, made Mike think is that he needs to tell Nadine how much he really loves her. But tragically... Nadine's bonk to the head has finally snapped her out of her fugue. And she is just like, who the fuck are you and why are you in my house? Yeah. Yeah. Because the only way to solve a coma brain damage. Right. Is more brain damage. Uh-huh. Hey, remember Everyone knows how, like, this. The seed of this plot line was Nadine attempting to kill herself because she was so deeply yep. unhappy. Sure do. And now it's just become pure just goof. And it kind of just loops back around to this at this point. Yeah, it tries to kind of like bring it back into the tragedy of it, right? Because Nadine starts yelling at Ed to make to kick Mike out, and then she sees that Norma's here, and she's horrified, and then starts running to the window to find her silent drape runners. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, like, it, it's mostly yeah. just kind of comes off as comedic and. As someone who has not enjoyed any of the comedy in the Nadine thing. Right. Yeah, no, this still, like, I'm like, all right, guess, yeah. guess I'm done with Nadine. <laughs> yep, that's all done now. <laughs> uh, we cut over to the Hayward residence where uh, Donna's mom and Ben are just sort of standing around looking forlorn as Donna comes down with a suitcase. Like, hey, fuck all of this. Fuck all of you. I'm out. Goodbye. Uh, yeah. But as she is leaving, Doc Hayward comes in, and he's like, God damn it, Ben, how many fucking times? And then he punches Ben in the face. Yeah, Ben is like, please, 
Will, could could you find it in your heart to forgive me? No! And yeah, he punches Ben, who like twists around and slams his head against the fireplace and falls to the ground with a bloody like head wound. And then uh, Doc Hayward just screams in rage and agony over Ben. D- did that kill Ben or simply knock him out? We'll never know. Yeah, I think it just knocked him out. Mm. Who can and say? And also, uh, Ben's wife revealed was like, "Hey, remember me? <laughs> hey, I was in I think one ep- no two episodes. Yeah, yeah. The other ep- yeah, like she the second episode she's in is when uh, Jerry is first introduced. So it right, makes she's sense. In the, yeah, she's in the first episode and she's yeah at the dinner where Jerry shows up. Yeah. So it makes sense why you wouldn't remember her, because... because uh, it's been 25 episodes or whatever. I'll see you again in 25 episodes. That's right. Uh, meanwhile, over at uh, the Packard Mansion, uh, Andrew checks out the key under the cake dish, and he realizes it's a safety deposit box key, because he's got one just like it. he's got one. And he swaps them out so no one will be any the wiser, except Pete's still awake. And he caught Andrew red-handed. And he's like, hey, how about we just go do bro shit? (laughs) I like Pete being like, well, well, well. And Andrew just being like, all right, good night, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew does not give a single fuck about anything. I I love the idea that Pete's like, Andrew, buddy, we were friends. Yeah. Remember I made you the face out of bacon and eggs? I made you a Mickey Mouse. (laughs) I was gonna buy you a waffle maker. (laughs) You son of a bitch. I was Luigi when we played Mario 3. And then uh, Andrew's like, you want to come to the bank with me? He's like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, of course. What else would I be doing today? Yeah. Uh, He's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be in the next season for sure. (laughs) (laughs) One way or another. Ain't me. Yeah. Uh, We cut out to the woods where Cooper and Truman have found uh, Earl's stolen truck. And they find the circle of sycamore trees. And Cooper's just like, Harry, I have to go it alone from here. I'm sorry. You can't be involved in any of the supernatural shit. Yeah. And Harry goes, that's fucking stupid, but I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> it's, it's the Cooper pulling himself the end of Fallout 3. <laughs> God. God damn, uh, Truman's immune to Black Lodge. Why can't you just have him do it? Just have him go in there. No, it's your destiny, Cooper. You have to. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Uh, and yeah, Cooper enters through the circle of uh, sycamore trees, checks out the, the pool of black ooze in the middle, and parts the curtains and heads inside. And Truman, meanwhile, is just like, what the? What the? <laughs> He's just watching from behind a tree. He's like, holy fucking shit, what? I didn't believe in any of this until right now. Yeah. And uh, Cooper walks into a hallway decorated exactly like the Red Room from all the way back in episode three. Uh, The camera is kind of like, not shaking, but it's just sort of like lazily like uh, swerving around. Like it's just not being held like on a tripod. And there's a jazz singer singing about being under the sycamore trees. It's true. And it fucking rules. I love the song. It's great. 
the song is incredible. Uh, and as he walks through, like, a hole in the curtains, he finds himself in the red room, and, yeah, the light starts strobing, and the man from another place dances in from a different curtain, and we just see, like, yeah, like, the lounge singer, it's, like, this old lady with, like, an old-timey microphone it's, just standing in the corner singing. It's an old guy. Oh, it's an old guy? Oh, excuse he me. also, uh, has a medical condition. Oh. Uh, that makes him, like, so that he didn't go through puberty. All right. Which, yeah, it's, he, he is, like, a noted jazz singer outside of this. I should know his name. I just looked it up, like, last night. I'll look it up right now. Twin Peaks finale jazz singer. His name is Jimmy Scott. Yeah, Jimmy Scott. But, again, it is also, like, everyone from the Black Lodge is a person with a disability. Yeah, 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 that's, again, we're not getting away from that. No. Um, fucking belts out this song, though. No, like, again, uh, they, uh, he's an established jazz singer. Yeah. Easy to see why. Yep, absolutely. Because th- it's not a long song, either. Uh, but just, it is such a, just, it burns into your brain immediately, as he's just, yeah, crooning Cooper while the lights just flicker. And Cooper is just, like, eyes just wide, like, face just, like, frozen. He's freaking the fuck out internally. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I, like, made a post where it was, like, I would be, I would, like, clap after that dude disappears. <laughs> and then he would, like, and then, like, the man from the other place would give me a dirty look. And I'd be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, right, sorry, right. sorry. It's not what it, yeah, it's kind of uh, not what it works here. Yeah, the singer finishes the song and then just fades out. <laughs> uh, it it rules. Um, and yeah, like I've seen people talk about, like it's hard to uh, come at it with this perspective, like after the fact. But if you were watching this show in real time when it was coming out, like the red room in episode three was a one-off dream sequence thing, and it's kind yeah. of a shocking twist that it comes back for the finale. There was no reason to think it was the Black Lodge. Yeah. Except, you know, you kind of figure as much when you're... Because, again, no one ever talks about anything but the Red Room, ever. Yeah, like, it is the most iconic part of the show. People remember three episodes of Twin Peaks. The pilot, this episode, and episode three with the Red Room. Yeah, like, maybe the only other, like, more iconic image is Laura in, like, the, the wrapped in plastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, maybe if you're, like, a big Twin Peaks head, you also remember the one where Maddie gets killed. Or, like, the owl signal. But, like, yeah, like... Yeah. Um, because, yeah, also, in the script, uh, the Red Room is part of the finale, but it is not all set in the Red Room. Most of it's not. Yeah. Uh... It is like, if I remember right, he goes through, like, the the, the curtains are not a thing, because that's obviously connected to the Red Room. It's just, like, a portal opens in the woods, and he goes through it and finds himself in, like, a creepy evil version of the Great Northern. Because, you know, that's a lodge. Yeah, uh, and like makes sense to me. Yeah, it makes sense. And, like, all of the rooms have, like, a different fucked up thing going on in them. And he's trying to yeah. find Annie and Windham Earl, like... Going through there, and then, like, eventually, I think the Red Room is in one of the rooms of the Lodge. See, I think that's kind of cool. 
That's yeah. kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah. And like, what, I think what Cooper. Like, I'd, he- I'd yeah. heard the phrase "the Black Lodge," and I kind of that's what I kind of imagined it being. Yeah, yeah. I think that's reasonable. Uh, I will say, if I remember right, the script is like Cooper ends up in the red room and he goes, "Where am I?" And then finds a sign, like a note card that's been written next to him that says, "You're in Pittsburgh, stupid." <laughs> 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 because it's like connecting back to the Caroline shit. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so even though they had a good idea, they they had a lot of they bad ideas. They would have fucked it up. Too. Yeah. They yeah, fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, it would not also, have I the when you were saying like oh just more like different fucked up stuff is happening. I'm just picturing this like the one of the last scenes from The Shining with the dog man. Right. Yeah. I think that was the vibe they were going for. Which you know what? Good vibe. I mean, <laughs> bad vibe, but good vibe. Right. Yeah. Good bad vibe. Uh huh. Uh, speaking of good bad vibes, really like this scene with Truman and Andy the next morning because Truman's so just been good. He's just sitting here waiting for Cooper to come back out and not talking, and Andy's just like, "Would would you like some coffee? Yeah. Would you would you like some breakfast? Yeah." It like, cannot Andy just be keeps stressed how long between, like, the questions and answers, like, how much time passes. Yeah, yeah. It's they're just so uncomfortable. It sitting rules. Sitting in this deeply uncomfortable because Truman doesn't want to do anything but sit and stare at Glastonbury Grove. Yeah. And Andy's, like, worried about him and trying to, like, make conversation or, like, get him to eat or drink something. And Truman is just not here. Yeah, because also Andy didn't see the curtains. Right, right. Yeah, and also Truman's in love with Cooper, so... Yeah, also, right, Andy's loved one is back at the uh, station. <laughs> you know, Truman's beloved is lost in another dimension. Uh, but enough of all that, we gotta get to the real core of this finale, which is the Twin Peaks savings and loan. Honestly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, was, this was another moment where I just, like, like... Started pumping my hands in the air like I'm yes! fucking sickos guy. David Lynch has found an even more decrepit old man to take an even <laughs> longer time to do a basic task. It's so good. He <laughs> he loves nothing more than old guys doing things slowly. Ashley and that's I what... both tweeted this separately without knowing the other was tweeting it. <laughs> and that's why I told Molly he made the straight story, a story about an old man driving a lawnmower down the highway to another state. Right, yes! <laughs> it's his he loves favorite it. He's a thing! Freak. <laughs> I, I specifically said he lo- uh the only thing that David Lynch loves more than that is uh, native imagery. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Because I oh, definitely yeah. remember some of that in other of his works. Yeah, I'm not remembering off the top of my head, but I believe you. Um, yeah, Audrey comes into the bank, and uh, an old man named Del Nibbler is here <laughs> to help her. That's not a real name. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's right there on his placard. That's not a real name. <laughs> uh, and Audrey just explains to him, uh, uh, yeah, hi there, Mr. Nibbler. Anyway, I am here to protest the bank's involvement with the Ghostwood Estates, so I'm going to handcuff myself to the uh, door of the vault, uh, and uh, you need to call the newspapers and tell them that I'm protesting, you idiot. Also, can I have some water, please? And, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Audrey is so bad at this. <laughs> She's really bad at this. But also, Mr. Nibbler just... We get 
a long, slow shot of him walking to the other side of the room where there's a water cooler. Uh, and then a long, slow shot of him bringing the water back. It's only interrupted by, like, an insert shot of Audrey, like, impatiently waiting. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. good. Uh, and yeah, because she's handcuffed herself to the fucking door, uh, he has to, like, hold the glass up to her to first so she can drink it. Yep. Uh, and then we get another long, slow shot of him putting the cup back. <laughs> it's just a real, like, even more than the season two, like, opener of people like, this is the finale of Twin Peaks. Dale <laughs> Cooper has found the Black Lodge. He has met the man from another place, not in dreams, but in the waking world. Yeah. And instead, we're stuck in this bank with the oldest man to ever live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love this because and then like Pete and Andrew walk in, they're like, oh hey Audrey, uh, and he's like, hey, do you know what this key is? He's like, that's a key to one of our safety deposit boxes. He's like, yeah, can you let me in? And he's like, well, geez, that's gonna be difficult. And Audrey's like, no, it's not. And then just swings the door open. <laughs> she just yes. like, Audrey, I think you've misunderstood the purpose of this. <laughs> you're supposed to inconvenience people when you're protesting. I like how Andrew's it's kind of part like- of it. Ah, civil disobedience, yes. What a what a righteous youth. Let me quote some Greek at you. Anyway, now I gotta go open an evil safety deposit box. Bye. Yeah. God. And then we get, yeah, more just... <laughs> of course the safety deposit box room is even bigger. And they have to slowly walk across it again. It's so good. It's so good. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Uh, and they finally uh, find the right box, and after all of this, just like infuriatingly, endlessly slow walking, we open it up, and it's a bomb, and it explodes. <laughs> I so yeah. There's not a season three, and obviously we knew that. We know that Pete won't be in season three because of yeah. the actor, right? I if they made a season three right after this, I assumed that Pete would somehow survive. Oh yeah, I bet. Oh he yeah, would. for sure. He would just show up and like kind of like in the hospital, go like and like cough a few times, like oh boy, that was something. Yeah, <laughs> I got smoke <laughs> inhalation again. <laughs> yeah, just it's there's a bomb with a little like greeting card that says "Got you, Andrew." Love, Thomas. Love it. It's so funny. <laughs> so again, I love that Thomas Eckert came to America. Got a safety deposit box, put a bomb in it, set up the, like, four-layer deep nesting puzzle boxes, and then introduced himself to anybody. And the bomb will only go off when somebody opens the deposit box, which he has instructed them certainly not to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also love that we get uh, Andrew Packard doing the famous comedy bit of going, Oh, shit! And then it cuts away to the (laughs) bank exploding. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, the banging exploding is, like, so, like, not shot by them. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doors come flying off. It's like, no, they didn't. Yeah, and then uh, Mr. Nibbler's glasses go flying through the sky so and get funny. caught in a tree. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's, um, it's terrific. Okay, so Audrey's fine. Uh, Pete, dead. Andrew, dead. Nibbler, probably dead. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's certainly not going to show up next season to prove me wrong, so... Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he might show up in The Missing Pieces. 
Yeah, but that won't prove me wrong. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> uh, perhaps the most unnecessary scene in The Missing Pieces is the scene where Mr. Nibbler comes to uh, the fucking uh, mill to complain to Pete because 2x4s are technically slightly smaller than 2x4. <laughs> Now that sounds like a great scene. Now that one you it's gotta a great keep. scene. It just doesn't fit in that movie at all. <laughs> no, it probably won't fit in that movie given what it's about. However, they should have put it. I mean, I'm glad they put it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they released it so people can watch it, especially because like that's the last Jack Nance you ever get as far as Twin Peaks goes. Oh no, yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, like Josie's there too. So you know, you, you get a little bit more of yeah. some characters. Um. But, uh, yeah, we cut over to the double R, where I guess news of the massive bank explosion hasn't reached them yet. <laughs> it would nah, be really street. fucked up if they put, like, go- like bloopers at the end of the credits of <laughs> Firewalk <laughs> With Me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Major Briggs seems like he's doing a lot better today. You know, yeah. He got all the uh, magic medicine out of his system. He's got, like, a cot on his head, but that's about it. Right. He's just smooching his wife. They're drinking coffee together. They're being cute. And meanwhile, over at the counter, Bobby and Shelly are also being cute. Yeah. Sipping a soda together. Uh, Heidi and- walks in because, we, again, we called everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Heidi comes back from the very first episode. The other waitress at the double R who... Uh, the German all- who loves to fuck. <laughs> The German lady who's always late because she's too busy fucking her husband. Yep. She took like a month off to just fuck her husband nonstop and nobody noticed. Good for her. She, does, she doesn't even know about Laura Palmer. She doesn't know no. about Cooper. Uh, no, Heidi has not uh, been privy to any of that. Um, but yeah, before yeah, and that, like, Bobby... Yeah, she walks in and like, yeah, Bobby and... Uh, Shelly are, like, together, and she's like, okay, nothing changed. Yeah, they literally do the exact same dialogue as the scene in the pilot. Yes. Uh, but, uh, Bobby does tell Shelly that he wants to marry her, and that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I like, yeah, like, they're like, yeah, Leo's probably in the woods, having the time of his life. (laughs) (laughs) One, like, two-second cut to Leo still stuck in the spider trap. Which, again, is funny, like, on a conceptual level, but... Like after I just, everything else, just sucks. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like it in this episode. Though how we got there sucks, but I like just like ah, he's probably fine, and then just <laughs> smash cut to that. Yeah, that's that is the like, last we like, ever see Leo. <laughs> a joke thing that like always I will be into. Hmm. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Doctor Jacoby comes in. Who is this? He's got with them. I don't recognize her. Oh, she's somebody she knows died. She's like the mom of someone. Yeah. Oh, right. Of course, it's Sarah Palmer. Sarah Palmer's here. I like that they're bringing Sarah Palmer back because, right, she's psychic. They called everyone. (laughs) They wanted everyone to come get a little curtain call on this episode. Yeah. Except Uh, Josie. Except Josie. Uh, She walks in and she's possessed by the devil. (laughs) Yeah, she she comes into Major Briggs. She has something she needs to tell him. And she opens her mouth, and instead of hearing Grace Zabriskie's voice, you just hear, I'm in the Black Lodge with Dale Cooper. And the guy's like, all right, cool, yeah. Like, okay, what do you want me to do with that information? <laughs> I guess. Mm. I'm ha- 
uh, this will have to wait until after I'm done eating my pie, because I will say again, heavenly. <laughs> yeah. And then we just get, like, a creepy slow shot through, like, the curtain hallway we saw. Uh, again, it, you, you give me a dolly is... shot tracking through a hallway, that's de cinema to me. Oh, then this becomes real de cinema near the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, now we're here. No, because I really have to say, like... I get why they, like, you know, had bigger plans, but the, the, their Black Lodge, the Red Rooms, are yeah. just such a fucking, like, great set, yeah. both in terms of a look and how easy this thing is to set up. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the floor hallway, is the only hard part. Yeah, the hallway is definitely just the room. They just moved one of the curtains. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's... This is something that you could put on at, like, a high school play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, now we are here in the Red Room with Cooper and the man from another place. Uh, the man just stares at him for a while... Uh, and then says, when you see me again, it won't be me. What could that mean? What could that mean? Well, when we see him next, it won't be him. It won't be him, yeah. They'll have contacts in. (laughs) So true. Uh, Uh, We get a lot of people uh, talking backwards. Yeah, a lot lot of of subtitled backwards talking this, because now everybody but Cooper is going to be talking backwards for basically the rest of the episode. Yeah, uh, I still think Laura Palmer's actress is the best. She is almost too good at it to the point where she almost just sounds like she's talking forward sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how she's that good at it. Uh, also, I sorry, I'm, I'm getting, going through it, but we do need to say that Dr. Jacoby is wearing a cape. Oh, yes, yeah, he's in his classic look with well, his yeah, dumb why, cape. Why would he not be wearing a cape? Yeah, Jacoby has two modes, cape mode and Hawaii mode, and right now he's in cape mode. Yeah. I feel like he's in both modes. Yeah. He, he uh, has become one. <laughs> it's called synthesis. Yeah. Uh, the man from another uh, place also says that this place is, he, he doesn't call it the red room, he says it's the waiting room. And uh, tells Cooper that some of his friends are here, and that's when Laura Palmer shows up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, she also winks, which is, like, she, really good. <laughs> she winks in reverse, which is great, and then she snaps her fingers in reverse, which is great. And Cooper, just like the first time he was here, is just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm just going to sit here quietly. Yeah, yeah right. Th- none of this makes well any sense to me. Yeah. And then Laura says, I'll see you again in 25 years in an incredible called shot. The most <laughs> incredible called shot of all yeah, time. Yeah, this might be it. Babe Ruth, eat your heart out. (laughs) (laughs) Because obviously, like, one at the time, they wrote it as a reference to the fact that for whatever reason, the original Red Room scene was set 25 years in the future. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't even think about that Yeah, he was in the shitty old age makeup. (laughs) I guess, does that mean they're going to treat that, like, as... Are we going to see that scene happen again, but, like, in uh, the current time? Who can say? (laughs) Who could say? I'm throwing. I'm throwing some shots in. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Got to get those season three. I would like to place. I would like to place some early bets. Thank you. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, she says, "I'll see you again in 25 years." Meanwhile, and then does a weird little gesture with her hands that 
The fucking Twin Peaks Reddit cannot stop trying to figure out what it means. Uh, it, she's just doing a funny thing. I don't know. Yeah, she's, she, she she's looks like doing she's doing the cover yeah. of her City Pop album. <laughs> she looks to me like she's just sort of gesturing to like the room, like she's almost like a game show host assistant or something. Like, meanwhile, enjoy this funky room. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're fucking stuck here, idiot. But no, see, if you read the Twin Peaks wiki, you learn that actually the horizontal hand represents her connection to the Earth, while the vertical hand what? represents her connection to the supernatural. What? And that's actually what it's about. Actually, if you look, she sort of accidentally makes a similar gesture in Fire Walk With Me that has nothing to do with this scene. But really, that's the key that connects them. People think people need to fucking Fuck find off. a different show to watch. Uh, I love yeah, this I show, but uh... people need to stop watching it sometimes. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Yeah. And you need to out. stop watching them. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, uh, then everyone's Laura favorite just, giants here. Laura vanishes, and the waiter shows up with some coffee. I, uh, you know that, like, he's like, "I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna <laughs> do it again." <laughs> uh, the old man is probably the worst at talking backwards, but I get it. Yeah, he also has, like, two lines where he just, he says hallelujah when he first shows up, and then just says coffee over and over again. Yeah, but, like, you could see him, like, have to look where he's gonna, like, walk backwards next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think it works for what he's doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a weird old man who's the giant. I'm just, yeah, go ahead. I'm just saying that, like, again, to further, like, submit, like, uh, that Laura Promos actress is scarily good at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It truly represents Cheryl Lee's connection to the supernatural, yes. not Laura Palmer's. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, he, the waiter also does like a weird sound with when he first shows up that... I don't know if this is the intention or not, but given how much fucking Native American appropriation this show has, it sure seems like he's doing like a war cry thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I guess I, I, I didn't I even think about got it. But. That, but I also like it. Just also seems like they're doing weirdness for weirdness' sake. That yeah, it's not like exactly what you would do if you were doing that. But uh, this show's d- d- stepped over that line enough that I, I am think, not inclined to give it benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but I think they would commit harder and be more racist about it if that's what they were doing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you might be right. You might I, be right. I think they would have just gone whole hog. Uh yeah, Over. and then yeah he uh, he turns into the giant in, ca- in case you didn't realize right <laughs> for everyone dumber than Molly that's they right explained that the giant and, then, and the waiter have been the same Lord guy all along and <laughs> and then he says one and the same and yeah. Cooper's like oh he's like oh fuck yeah that makes sense <laughs> Cooper yeah. is dumber than Molly <laughs> <laughs> yes uh. The man from another place is just kind of watching all this like, yeah, yeah, you are in a fucked up little world now, aren't you, idiot? He's like, yeah, Uh, check it out. He's, you know, the the man from another place is kind of the sickos guy. He kind of is the sickos guy. When he starts rubbing his hands together, yeah. Yeah, he starts rubbing his hands together in a really creepy way, and Cooper goes to try to drink the coffee they gave him, but it's like a weird prop coffee mug with, like, fake coffee in it that doesn't actually pour out. Until it does pour out. Yeah, then it starts pouring out, and then he looks at it again, and now it's, like, the black oil that's just kind of, like, oozing out of the cup, and he just can't, he can't actually drink the dang coffee, and that's Cooper, all he likes. Cooper, if you likes. drank it, you would have won. Yeah. 
It does feel very much like the fucking waiter showing up and be like, coffee, coffee, over and over. It's kind of the Lodge Spirits just making fun of Cooper. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, hey, here's what you fucking like, idiot, right? Sure ain't yeah, solid murders. <laughs> I, I love that when he actually, he does spill the coffee, he's like, oh, shit, fuck. Yeah. I'm going to have to clean that up later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, you know what I think I'll do is I'll just walk into the other room and then uh, I won't have to worry about it ever again. Yeah. yeah. Wow, Bob. Wow. <laughs> it's so good. The man from another place doesn't, like, I think Laura is better at the backwards talk than he is, but he has such a cool, like, cadence to his voice when he does it. It's great. Yeah, he's No, good. yeah, like, he does it really good, like, and, like, to make it look like he is, like, not, uh, you know, fucking mortal Human? being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then he says, fire whack with me. He does, he does say that. He does say that, and then the light starts strobing, and we get a shitty, like, explosion effect that fills up the screen. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like parts of this sequence are edited like a YouTube poop. <laughs> I was gonna say an episode of the Nostalgia Critic starts. <laughs> uh, and yeah, the light starts strobing, and Cooper hears a woman screaming, and he's like, what? Uh, well, that doesn't seem good. Hold on, we were just sitting around having coffee. Oh boy, this is getting scary, guys. Hang on, let me just walk out of the room very slowly. Sorry, I'll be right back. I'm just gonna slip out of here. Don't mind me one bit. And he goes out the opposite side of the room, and it's the exact same hallway he came in from the other side. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Uh huh, yeah. This place works on Mario 2 rules, baby. This is uh, Pleasantville, right? Uh huh. And yeah, he goes through the hall and comes out the other side, and it's the waiting room again, but the man from another place isn't here. So he turns around and tries to come back the way he came, and it is also the same room, and the man from another place is here. He's like, no, wrong way, go the other way. He's like, now now you fucked up my thing, where I said, next time it, you see me, it won't be me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or, that's not him. Or that's not him. You know, I mean, I guess if we're trying to track the, like, geography of this place, he just sent Cooper away from the exit. Yeah. So maybe well, that wasn't I him. I think that's the thing. I think that wasn't him. He sent him towards the bad place, and he didn't that's think true. about it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I, then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we, we get, uh, th- this laughter is so fucking creepy. It's so creepy when the man from the other place starts laughing. It is just awful. Yeah. And yeah, he's just like, it's like moving in like a really weird way. Yeah, like it would look weird forwards and it just looks even weirder backwards. And he's and yeah, it, it, <laughs> another friend. Yeah, he, he's turned into the uh, Wario version of the man from the other place. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. And I like how he just crashes down behind the chair so you don't see him anymore. He's like, fuck this. Yeah, and then Maddie shows up and just says, Hi, I'm Maddie. Watch out for my cousin and fades away. Yeah, I, I like, when they showed us, like, Sarah, I was like, Oh, they should show Maddie. And then she, Maddie came out. I'm like, Yes! Yeah! Uh, so Cooper tries to go back again, and, like, the the angles are getting a little canted at this point. You know, yeah. stuff's getting weird. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say, like, we... It's not until later that I thought that Maddie had the, like the glassy eyes, but that's not oh until yeah, no, later. Maddie's just Maddie, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and Cooper opens up into the room, and this time he is in a different place because there's no furniture in here now. Yeah, 
Yeah, but the yeah, there's the man from the other place, uh, with the these like yeah contacts in it that kind of like give him like this milky gray look. Yeah, and he just uh, says doppelganger. Yeah, and he, Cooper looks down in a way that it like I made me think that like he is like really really small. It makes him look like six inches high. <laughs> just the way they shoot the two, like yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he looks over, and now there is furniture in here. There's a chair with a glassy-eyed Laura doing the same weird gesture, who says, Meanwhile, and then uh, the scheriest thing I've ever seen happens. Cheryl Lee is so fucking scary, dude. Yeah, she, I, has the she is horrifying. Scream. I don't know why, like, Cheryl Lee isn't more of a per. Like,. <laughs> Yeah, she should be like just a gigantic superstar. I do not know why she doesn't have like a huge career other than Twin Peaks. Maybe it, she just didn't want to. Maybe. I it part of it just must have been like that this kind of fucked her, right? But this like yeah, she's just Laura oh, Palmer. She's Laura yeah. Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching an interview with her yesterday where she was talking about like yeah, it was really weird when we were doing Twin Peaks because, like, people would meet me and you, I could tell they were freaked out because they felt like they were talking to a dead person. Okay, people are fucking weirdos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is where the strobing stuff really works for me, where she is just screaming into the camera as the lights strobe. Yeah. Uh, and she's, like, climbing over the chairs to, like, start just, like, walking towards Cooper while she's still screaming. And he is very scared, as he should be. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and then he bails. Yeah, also we get, like, a couple, like, frames of Wyndham Earl's weird fucking face in here. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, he matters so little. <laughs> it's so funny how little he matters. David Lynch was like, you, you've been... Mark, what have you been doing while I was gone? And he's oh, like, hey, look David. at my cool guy. Look at my cool guy, David. And he's like... I'm gonna burn his brain out. I we'll get. I want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there in a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I was I gonna also, say real quick. I am looking at her like thing. She's been working like pretty well. You know, she's in stuff. Okay. She's just not like yeah, yeah, like a huge name other than Laura Palmer. Like this is her biggest role, pretty much. Yeah, I I had I'd kind of assumed because I hadn't really heard much from her. Yeah. Uh, that it was, like, yeah, just, like, a situation where she's like, yeah, I don't really act other than that. <laughs> yeah, I know she also does a lot of, like, um, convention circuit stuff with Twin Peaks stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, she, yeah. She's in a lot of, like, one-episode roles from, like, Psych and CSI and stuff like right, that. Right, she's in a lot of uh, one-off episodes where a different TV show wanted to do a Twin Peaks homage. Oh, is she in the Twin Peaks Psych episode? I should go rewatch that episode. Yes, yeah, so now is that I've uh, seen. Ray Wise, uh, and I think some other people, too, but those are the two I remember. Yeah. Fuck, dude, I should go watch that episode again. I should also there, watch the, that. There's a bonus episode. <laughs> Honestly, because Psych is so good. Honestly, I'm not opposed. All right, we, <laughs> we could do that at some point. Yeah. At some point. Um, I was just going to say, we've talked a lot on this show about how there's nothing scarier than when a guy looks at you. I think Cheryl Lee screaming at you is scarier than a guy looking at you. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. yeah. She is. Her scream is so. God. I, I'm just repeating myself. No, you I guys, know. But it's. Yeah. She's so fucking scary. Yeah. How can she open her mouth that big? 
It's, yeah. have you, got, you guys saw that tweet that was going around of like Goku opening his mouth way too big. Yeah, when yeah. he gets like hurt and he like yells and his like his yeah. jaw and hinges. Yeah, she looks like that. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible actor doing an incredible And again, she's doing this backwards. Yep. Well, the screaming's not necessarily backwards. Uh the way she's walking no. looks backwards to me. No, yeah, oh, it's okay, backwards. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the audio of it, I mean, I'm, I'm re-listening yeah. to it right now, is, like, weird enough where I think it is backwards. All right. Yeah. Uh, so Cooper runs away, runs through the hallway again, and emerges into another identical room. And the camera starts off, like, at his head. And as he walks, it slowly zooms out to show that he has, like, a bleeding wound in his stomach. And that, like, it's, yeah, been, like... There's a trail of blood from where he, like, came from. Yeah, yeah. like a trail and, like, of blood that wasn't there when we just watched him walk through it. Yeah, and, like, as he, like, realizes that he's been, like, stabbed, like, he, like, suddenly, like, Ugh! Yeah. Uh, real good shit. Just, like, no one's touched him in here, and yet this place is killing him. It rules. Yeah. Yeah, well, and also, it's a... Because he then comes across all the stuff in... Uh, from Pittsburgh. Right. The next room he finds is himself lying shot with a dead Caroline, like, in his arms. I think and he got Car- stabbed in Pittsburgh. No, he got shot. Because when he talks about getting shot uh, by oh, Jersey, right. he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's the second time I've been shot on the job. Right, right, right. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's not Caroline, though. It's Annie in Caroline's dress. And uh, she gets up to talk to Cooper. Is it a different person when you first see it, or is it... It flips between Annie and Caroline a lot. I think it's all Annie at first. I think it's all Annie at that first part, at the least. But then, yeah. yeah. It's just her hair looked so different from, like, that second cut. I I think it was just, like, a different shot of it. Yeah, I think it's just, like, an angle that's a little odd, and, like, yeah, her hair is bunched up. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's also weird because, you know, Cooper's the only character not talking backwards during this, but his voice sounds so weird. Like, he, they, like, ADR'd him or something, where he's just, like, doesn't sound like himself in a way I, I kind of like, just because, yeah. yeah, not even he's normal in here. There's nothing normal in here, Luke. Nothing normal in here at all. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what happens next, because, ne- yeah. Next, this... Yeah, next he comes across Annie, uh, like, just in, like, a, a black onesie. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. We're starting to get, like, shots of, like, the red room superimposed over the red room. Yeah. She looks and like I, she has the Alita Battle Angel eyes, kind of. She, she's kind, got really kind big of. eyes. Her yeah. eyes are huge here. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah, she says, I, I saw the face of the man who killed me, and he's like, but you're not, oh, shit. <laughs> right, and then all of a sudden she's Caroline. Yeah. Well, uh, she says, uh, it was my husband, and he's like, you're not married. Right. But it's Caroline. Uh, yeah, but then it's Caroline, and then it's Annie and Caroline's dress again. All of these lines they're saying are in the script. It's just that David Lynch is only using like every tenth line from the script. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. probably smart. You don't need all that. The script is more like, uh, oh, Dale, I, you're not. I just saw the face of the man who killed me. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're not dead. You're alive, Annie. Who's oh, Annie? Yeah. I'm Caroline. Like, it's, it, that's what the script is like. Dumb. And also, Laura's not in the script at all. That's all David Lynch. What? Yeah, what? She, there is, like, one quick shot to her at one point, and otherwise she's not in the episode. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Mark, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, you know, we've often talked about how I don't want to give, like, 
David Lynch too much credit and like you know Mark Frost is obviously a part of this but come the fuck on <laughs> right uh I I really love uh Catherine just going it's me it's me yeah yeah uh, and then, yeah, like, it cuts to Dale, and it cuts back to, then it, like, who it cuts back Catherine. to changes every time. We're like, yeah, it's Annie, then it's Caroline, then it's Laura screaming at him, which is still scary. Still scary. And then it's Wyndham Earl. Oh, this guy, right, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, he, we see Annie, like, fade in and out next to them, and uh, Earl just tells him, if you give me your soul, I'll let Annie live. And Cooper says, I... Will and uh, Wyndham stabs him in the stomach, and then there's an explosion, and the time goes backwards. Yeah, and again, it's like a fucking Tim and Eric sketch. Yeah, it, but this rules. Yeah, this rules because then, then right, yeah, time goes backwards, and then Bob is here, and the lights are strobing, and Earl is screaming, and Bob is just going, "He can't take your soul." I'll take his soul. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's like, he broke the rules. <laughs> yeah. He uh, also has, a like, a creepy-ass laugh backwards. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> right, like, the, the footage is reversed, but basically what happens is there's a big, like, mushroom cloud explosion out of Wyndham Earl's head that Bob scoops up and takes. Yep, it's so it's- funny. It's extremely funny, but also just extremely good effect of like, yeah, that, that seems like stealing a soul would look like. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. It just rules so much that Wyndham Earl, they've been building up Wyndham Earl as like the bad guy since the second episode of season two. Yeah. And then what it builds up to is he gets like his big villain moment and Bob's just like, no, fuck that. Who is this fucking idiot? Get out of here. Yeah, this is my town, asshole. Yeah. Um, was that? In the script originally? I assume it was. It was. It's very different in the script. In the script, they go into... They're in, like, the the haunted Great Northern, and they go into... One of the rooms is a dentist's office. Okay. And uh, Windermere has a whole long speech about how he needs an innocent, pure soul to sacrifice to, like, claim the power of the Black Lodge, and Cooper's the only person good enough to, you know, sacrifice, so he needs Cooper's soul, and he'll give up Annie if... You know, he wants to, and Cooper's like, yeah, okay. And then Bob shows up and explains that it doesn't count if the soul was coerced. So therefore, yeah. he's going to steal Wyndham Earl's soul, and he straps him into the dentist chair, and instead of the weird head explosion, he just does dentistry on him to steal his soul. It's kind of sick, too. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he turns and then he turns to Cooper, and he's like, ah, oh, but just because we're not taking your soul doesn't mean we can't have some fun with you. Dumb. I said, it's basically the same scene, just with way more dialogue. Yeah, you just don't need it. No, yeah. you don't. Uh, because we get a little shadow guy walking around in the background, just like... Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> yeah, Cooper gets the fuck out of here, and you see his like silhouette walk away from a curtain, but then you see the same silhouette walk in behind a different curtain... And out and it- comes Dale Cooper, and he's... <laughs> I love how hard of a time he has getting through the curtain... <laughs> It's great. This yeah, Cooper kind of tangled up in it. This Cooper is like very evil. Dale Cooper is very goofy in a way I really enjoy. Yeah, he is just extremely like every move he makes is like just at one hundred and ten percent. He's just 
sort of flailing around, cackling like a psychopath. It's so good. Well, and also you know why it was so hard for him to open that, right? Uh, why? Because it's backwards. <laughs> oh, you're right. I didn't think about that. <laughs> He's right, not was... going through it. He's walking he's out tr- backwards from it. He's struggling to walk backwards. Yeah. Through. He like missed the hole walking backwards. You're right. Yeah, my if I remember right, what I've read about this whole bit is again, yeah, David Lynch came in. He's like, okay, throwing this script in the dumpster. We're setting up the red room, and we are just all getting together all night long and just filming shit, and we will edit it together in a way that makes sense later. You don't well, need to do he that. did not really crush that part. However, <laughs> it still slaps. Uh, and yeah, so Cooper heads back in the hall and he gets greeted by uh, Leland Palmer's doppelganger. Because everybody's got to be back. Shout yeah. out to my guy Ray Wise. Hello. Shout out to Ray Wise, who just walks up to Cooper and says, I did not kill anybody. I'm like, yeah, bro, we don't. We, <laughs> we yeah. had a whole episode about this. <laughs> well, so generally, I think well, the the... Agreed upon interpretation of this scene is like it's Lynch pushing back on that, being like, "Oh, well, hold yes. on a second. If Leland's doppelganger didn't kill anybody, that implies Leland's normal yeah, Leland self did kill somebody, did. and no, he actually yeah, is yeah. culpable for it." Uh, I also like how Leland afterwards acts like he's a scare actor at a like ha- you know Halloween horror night that just scared <laughs> someone. Yeah, so he's just standing there laughing to himself, and, like, doppelganger Cooper walks up, and they just laugh together for a bit before he Yeah, and, like, getting a bit too close to Cooper. Yeah. uh, But, like, not close enough for it to be, like, touching. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, like, Cooper looks back, and he sees evil Cooper and Leland, and he's like, ah, fuck. I gotta get the fuck out of here. I gotta get out of this fucking thing. Uh, so yeah, uh, Cooper starts running through all the rooms again, and he's being chased by Doppelganger Cooper. He gets to like the waiting room where he started, and he's like at the exit, but then the other Cooper grabs him, and then we don't see what happens because Bob's face just fills the whole camera. Yep. Yeah. It's like Bob found the camera looking at them and just starts mugging for it. He's like, yeah, you don't get to see this. Yeah, no. yeah. And we have gone all the way. Cooper has been in the Black Lodge for like 24 hours at this point. And Truman watches as the curtains rematerialize, and Cooper and Annie fall out. Yeah. Hey, everything's fine. <laughs> I, yep. yeah, it, they kind of imply that Harry has like almost like not really slept. Yeah, like it looks like he nodded off, but yeah, other than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he, yeah, like he has just been like frozen in this place. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and Annie is covered in blood, but. Uh, is alive. Right. I just want to say that shot of Bob, like in front of the camera with the strobe, is maybe the best strobe shot. It's so it's scary. Good shit. Yes. Uh, speaking of not getting, you know, we were talking about how we we're not getting any more Jack Nance in season three. Uh, Frank Silva dies in the nineties, also, and that's oh, such no. a fucking bummer. Yeah, he yeah. like died of like HIV. Oh no! Right. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a huge bummer, just because he's a cool actor who's doing a great job. But also, from what we're but about to talk about... But also the AIDS crisis. Also the AIDS crisis. Terrible shit. Awful. Yes. Like, uh, robs so many artists from us. Absolutely. <laughs> Along with just normal people who didn't right. deserve to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. All that. But also just, like, based on this ending, as you might expect, Bob's kind of a big deal in season three, and it sure sucks they don't have Frank Silva around to play him. 
Yeah, it sucks. I assume yeah. they just hire a new guy and he looks different now. Uh, they mostly just use like archival footage of Frank Silva. Okay, th- I I guess that's fine. And, and like the- they also you th- listen. Let's just talk about this last scene <laughs> because yeah. Cooper wakes up in his hotel room uh, and Doc Hayward and Truman are here. Like, oh, are you okay? And he's just kind of like, no, I wasn't sleeping. Dead eyed, like monotone. Like, I need to brush my teeth. How's Annie? How's Annie? And they're like, oh, she, she's fine. She's, uh, she's at the hospital. We can go see her. Okay, I need to brush my teeth, though. I and need to brush my teeth. he goes the bathroom, and he just starts squeezing all the toothpaste out of the tube. Uh, as though he is just, like, f- sensing what it feels like to touch and squeeze things for the first time. And then he looks up in the mirror, and Bob's in the reflection. And he smashes his head in the mirror, which uh, makes... Truman and Hayward start yelling if he's okay and, like, trying to get the door open. And he just starts quietly laughing to himself, going, How's Annie? How's How's Annie? Annie? And he just keeps doing that as the credits start to roll. Kyle MacLachlan, the god. The fucking goat. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's, like, the the biggest bummer. And, like, again, I don't know what season three really is. Yeah. Uh, But, like, I'm, I'm sad that we don't get, like, a, like a season or like half a season of Evil Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Where he's just like trying to act good, but like just like I'm a little shitty boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So Cooper got fucking norted, and that's how the show ends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Oh, Luke. Yeah. I do about Norted Coop. Oh God damn it. <laughs> Every time, I um, I, I like read the Twin Peaks wiki when they said they were making a third season. Like at uh-huh. one point, yeah. Uh, so then that's the only like piece of information I retained. I was like, man, that's weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I didn't know about Nordic Coop, but I had seen this last shot. Right. Of just him smiling with like a with like bloody... glass shards in his head. Yeah, yeah. Like, glass shards in his head and like a broken mirror. But like I didn't get that Bob was in the mirror because, like... Right, because you don't really know what the deal with Bob is. And also, like, in the last, like, shot of it that people... Right, like, you I don't saw, see it that clearly anymore, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, like, kind of some gray-haired, if you're not really paying attention, you don't notice it. Yeah, 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 And yeah, I'm yeah. like, probably something fucks up happened there. Like, that's why uh-huh, I know about uh-huh. Twin Peaks, is fucked up stuff happens. Yep. Uh, that's right. Yeah. So, obviously, today... This is not how Twin Peaks ends, because there's a movie no. and another season. But setting that aside, how do we feel that this is the end of Twin Peaks? Kind of sick. Yeah. yeah. Again, it doesn't matter who killed Laura Palmer. <laughs> I, I, I agree with Luke in that I think it did matter who killed Laura Palmer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the time, sure. But like, right. I, I just but, don't think that's what the show's about. Oh, right. no, not at all. I mean, ultimately, the Laura Palmer plot is slightly less than 50% of the show, so yeah, kind of by I mean, definition. I know it's the thing many people cared about, but it's just not, like, instantly not what I was here for. Right, right. Um, I, but also, uh, I'm a sickos guy, so. Well, and also, you're about to watch a whole movie about Laura Palmer, so. <laughs> yeah, they do get theirs. Right, right. Um, it is... Interesting to me that, like, especially the first couple episodes of this show really set up Cooper as, like, 
the ultimate detective and like not just he's good at solving murders but he's got like this spiritual side he's intuitive he understands like the world beyond the world and he just fucking eats shit almost every single time he tries to accomplish a goal yeah that's true and like at the end of it yeah he like this is the worst failure yet like he's like no 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 I can go into the black lodge I can save Annie and he does save Annie to be fair but he just becomes completely corrupted by Bob in doing so. Yeah, and... Like, yeah, just... Fucks up so bad because he's just, like, way too overconfident in himself. Yeah, Should drink yeah. the coffee. Should drink that coffee. Um, you know, uh, uh... What was I gonna say? Um, there's, like, when Hawk is first giving his vaguely racist exposition about the Lodges, he says that, like... You know, to get to the White Lodge, you have to pass through the Black Lodge. But if you face it with imperfect courage, then it'll, like, destroy your soul or whatever. And I guess Cooper had imperfect courage. He runs. Yeah, he does run away. Like, yeah, he, he did run. And he, like, especially starts running away when he gets confronted with, like, his own dark side, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, there's... And, like, the question of, like, what does that dark side fully represent? Like, is something that the show doesn't answer at all because this is the last episode but it's like it's interesting at the end of it to be like hey what if Cooper's kind of got this other side to him that what if Cooper seems like the perfect detective but he has a bit of a dark side it's true <laughs> yeah I and also, now like that dark side is all there is I don't think he's even a dark side I don't even think he has a dark side he's just kind of scared yeah I don't know yeah I do like the idea of like because obviously like you know there would be a good amount of time where it's like just like everyone being like, no, that's just Cooper. And Truman's like, I don't know, something's off about him. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Pretty much. There, another missing piece is set immediately. Like they must have shot it when they shot this, uh, and it is just the continuation of this scene where uh, after he finishes laughing, Cooper just like lays down on the ground and acts like he slipped and hit his head on the mirror, and they take him to the hospital. And that's the whole scene. Yeah, sure. that's why. Yeah, I, no, I, I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I assumed. Like, oh, yeah, like I'm sh- sure if they had like a season three, like right after this, that's yeah. what he would say. Yeah. So, um, the original plan for season three, from what like they, you know, there's not a ton of it out there because they didn't bother going too deep in planning it because they knew what was going on. Um, but they said they were planning to do a time skip from the start. It was originally just going to be ten years, which I don't. When you have the line, I'll see you in 25 you years, how do you not... <laughs> what's wrong with you? Uh, I, from what they've talked about, it, this was mostly Robert Engels, I was reading talk about this, that it uh, it was basically just, we want to just age up all the high school characters to be the same age as their actors, because we're sick of this high school shit. That's fair. <laughs> Don't tell yeah. us who's allowed to smooch you on our goddamn show anymore. I, I also think, like, the idea of just moving it 10 years is because, like, David Lynch comes in and says, no, she's going to say 25 because she's not in the script. Right, that's true, that's true. So, mm-hmm. that those two things may not have lined up if they were already planning a third season before David Lynch shows up and says, throw all that shit out. Yep. And then, yeah, I think I brought it up before, like, there was some stuff about, like, oh, Cooper's not with the FBI anymore, he's, like, quit and become, like, a pharmacist in the town, and I guess he's doing evil Bob shit on the side, or something. Um, Just becomes a serial killer. He qu- he causes the Chicago Tylenol murders. There you- oh, shit, you're right! <laughs> <laughs> that would be something that they would do. It Robert is! Engel- Robert Engels has a whole bit of like, we had this great idea for a scene where you had Sheriff Truman in Peace Truck with Mike the One-Armed Man, and they have to drive back 
backwards through Glastonbury Grove to get into the Black Lodge. And that'd be such a cool scene to do. Ah, but it no, was too hard to shoot a truck in reverse. That's the dumbest shit I've heard in my life. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I also I'm just losing it at the idea of a trunk a uh, uh, truck honking in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> Let me in! I just love the idea that somehow the game of telephone gets to... Well, no, no, no. The way you get into the Black Lodge is you've got to walk backwards through Glastonbury Grove because it's backwards talk land. Yeah, somebody who really just doesn't get it, huh? Well, here's the fucking thing. He's the co-writer for Firewalk with me. I don't oh. understand him. <laughs> he clearly has, like, writing chops. It's just he keeps having the stupidest ideas when they leave him alone. They just need a guy who says no. A lot yeah, of times. Yeah. They need, like, someone to give him, like, okay, write this, please, and he will write it well. But when you just, like, ah, do what you want, Robert Ingalls doesn't seem like he has very good ideas. This is why editors are so important. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It, this and Death Stranding, the two most important reasons <laughs> for editing. <laughs> God. Uh, one of my friends uh, got... Uh, Control and Death Stranding because both were available for free on uh, PS Plus. PS Plus. And he started playing Death Stranding and was like like, yeah, I guess I'll play this. And then played Control, beat Control, played all the DLC for Control and then it's like, I really don't want to go back to Death Stranding. (laughs) Listen, no, but that's really so fucking good, dude. It's really fun. It's really fun, but like, yeah, the I, I get not wanting to go back. That's a great yes. game, uh, especially if they front load a lot of those fucking cutscenes too. They do. Yeah, you can yeah, you can just it? skip everything. He There's doesn't like an know that cutscenes, and then you're in the clear for like twenty hours before they start bringing more cutscenes in. You can build a whole highway before you have to see another cutscene. Sure can. <laughs> God, what a good game. What a good fucking video game. If you just don't think about anything anyone says. Nope. It's one of the best games. Yeah. Timefall. 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 I, I'm i so fucking mad they removed the monster. Oh, yeah. Fucking bullshit. Wait, what? Yeah, what monster? In the, uh, oh, the monster energy drink. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought yeah, you meant yeah, a literal yeah. monster. No, no, no. Listen, there's only so many monsters in that game. They can't afford to remove any of them. That's true. There's only like, there's, there's a whale and then there's a guy that's not a whale. He's got legs. Yeah, and then there's, there's a whale dog and an that's big. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yup. Anyway, we are so off track. We're so far off track. <laughs> Did you have something else you wanted to say, Ashley, about Death Stranding? Not really. Okay. okay. I'm fragile, but not that fragile. <laughs> oh, ah. <laughs> a, a real Josie of a character. Real Josie. <laughs> Horrid. Yeah, yeah. But what's not horrid is this finale, which is good to see with your eyes. Unless you have photosensitivity, in which case it's bad to see yeah, with your eyes. Yeah, do not look at it. Yeah. Yep. And, of course, I forgot to record the warning to put, oh, to put in the actual audio episode. It's fine. We did a lot of tweets about it. Okay. I assume hey. people will see the tweets, and we posted a lot in the channel, so whatever. It's fine. It'll hopefully be okay. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, uh, Ashley, do we have questions? Uh, well, how we, we have so many after that finale, Molly. I mean, I know I was just I was just segueing. Sure. We do have questions. Okay. I love that for us. Yeah. From at Craspants, not getting closure on Bob Coop for uh, twenty five years really messed a lot of game guys like swearing up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I think uh, Swery is messed up in a few other ways that do not intersect with this, but yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It didn't help. Uh... From at Juneberry Cake, what unique talent would you show off for the beauty pageant if you were competing? Oh, God. Uh, I'm explaining card advantage to the people. <laughs> uh, I'm explaining the plot of Cars 2. <laughs> well, he's got card advantage. Actually, he's got cars advantage. Uh... Yeah. Like no, you don't get it. So like, they have to take their tires off at the airport. In this Twin Peaks pageant, they're like, "What's 9-11 Don't worry, it happened a few years. It'll happen later, okay? That's not important right now. Uh, I'm 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 hooking up a NES to like the projector they got. And I'm playing some Tetris. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> if one of if like fucking. One of the if Lana just played Tetris, <laughs> she would become like, the greatest character of the show. <laughs> That's all it would have taken. <laughs> That's what Twin Peaks is really missing is a gamer. <laughs> oh, we could fix that. <laughs> uh, also, through all of season two, what small plot lines would have uh, should have been given more time in order to take time away from stuff like Wyndham Earl? <laughs> um. They should have brought Annie into the show sooner. They should have, yeah. Like, yeah. the whole finale is gonna, like, be, like, their relationship is the fulcrum that it turns on. Yeah. You gotta spend more time on that relationship. Well, I think they just spent too long on the Audrey thing. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, um, go ahead, Ashley. I was gonna say, yeah, she doesn't come in and isn't, like, instantly suspicious slash doomed as, like, Karu. But yeah. she's... Like, As what? Uh, Karu. Karu from Evangelion. Oh, okay. Like, I, I was just, like, kind of referencing when, like, when me and Luke watched Evangelion, he was like, oh, yeah, like, if he is coming in one episode before the two-part finale. <laughs> right. Something's up. <laughs> and, yeah, she doesn't yeah. come in much sooner than that. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I they need to give less time to the Audrey thing, maybe bring... Uh, John Justice Wheeler in earlier. Yep. I would have loved that. Uh, more Major Briggs doing yeah. anything. Uh, he just kind of disappears for a good while. I'm torn on that because on one hand, again, fucking love watching Major Briggs do anything, but is it something where, like, it's sweeter for, like, you know, you, you gotta use it sparingly. I suppose that's true. It, it's so good when he says, I gotta go into the shadows and just disappear yeah, I'll for, be in like, the shadows if you need me. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. The absolute god. god. Um, you know, I think I think Major Briggs might have been right about the possibility of love not being enough. That's true. He's right. You know, um, Cooper loved Annie, and yet it would have been really racist. But I really wish we got more Hawk stuff. I wish Hawk was doing stuff. I think he's yeah, cool. yeah. I also, would not- like it does. It does feel like he gets less racist the more they give him to do. Yes. When he's only in it a little bit, he's only there to be a racist caricature. I would kind yeah. of like a a Hawk romance. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that would've been nice. He kind of yeah, talks me- about it early on in season one, but nothing after that. Yeah, yeah let, but, like... Let's meet that could, PhD. Yeah, you could say, like, that, like, it didn't work out, but, like, anytime we see him, like, trying to flirt, it's, like, really funny. Yeah, one of... You know, we talked about Lana kind of sucking as a character, one of the good Lana scenes is when he tries to flirt with her and, like, leans against the door that's not closed, so he falls through yes. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that guy obviously has some comedic chops that, like... 
I feel like could be better used. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he's got like a lot of like good stuff, like when he's like doing the word association or yeah. some of my best friends are white people. Right, yeah. When they give Hawk stuff to do, it's usually fun. Yeah, yeah. more Hawk stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, from at Turber Marissa, what TV show uh, would you like to see get an additional season made 24 or so years after it was finished? Oh, jeez. I mean, the problem is I don't know of any other TV show that ends with a character saying, see you in 25 years. <laughs> like, my first instant one was because of, like, what we've covered. And I thought, like, no, the prisoner would be bad. Yeah, that was my first thought when I saw this question earlier today, but it would not work. That's just that would not... be like, yeah, that'd be like a show that came out, like, around Twin Peaks time. That'd be weird. Yeah, and, like, I just don't want more, like, the way that show ends is perfect. There's nothing yeah. else they can say. Yeah. The, what you could do with more Prisoner is a show where Patrick McGowan is number two now. And, like, that's yeah, interesting, forever. but it's not necessary. Yeah. No, but, it, I mean, like, that's obviously, like, the thing you would do, and it's not right. interesting in that way. It fucking sucks that when they did reboot that show, they wanted Patrick McGowan to be on it, and he was like, I will only do it if you let me be number two, and they said no. What the fuck? Yeah, that's so stupid. Uh-huh. I know that, like, yeah, like, the number two in that is, like, the only, like, notable part. Yeah, it's Ian McKellen, which yeah. is, you know, he does good, but, like, let Patrick McGowan be, have the it's fucking Patrick part. It's Patrick McGowan's thing, dickhead. It's his goddamn TV show. Yeah, fuck off. Also, I think if he had actually signed up for it, he would have punched somebody and quit once he had to do, like, the first script. That's true, but it would have been Once he so saw bad. that it was all, like, a fucking, like, coma thing. Yeah, and it had, like, nothing to do with the original show. Uh, Prisoner is so fucking good. It's a fucking good. It's so fucking good. Um, I want a sequel to WCW. Twenty five <laughs> years later. <laughs> is that not what AEW is? Kinda. <laughs> I just want them like have like one night where they like continue all the plot lines. That would be really funny. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I would want. Because I don't yeah. watch a lot of TV shows. Yeah, I don't, right. like, watch a lot of TV, especially, like, old TV. Like, well, not, like, old TV, but, like... Right. Old enough, 25 years old TV. Yeah, like, I... Well, I, stuff that would be interesting to add to. Yeah. Right, right. Because most of the time when you have something, like, re- it's a revival, it's either just, like, a really bland, like, nostalgia play, or it's fucking just, like, a cynical, like... It feels like cash grabby, you know? Yeah. I... I remember when, because I'm just a good, I was like, I'd be more, I'd be into more of The Wire, but like, I don't need it. Right, right. I'd, I would just be into it because that's a good show. Yeah. And there's well, so many characters that, yeah, they could come up with something. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, the, I think the reasons it works for Twin Peaks are that, A, the finale is a fucking cliffhanger of like, oh, what's going to happen yeah. next? Uh Again, they literally say that it'll continue in 25 years. But also, like, there's all the... It's a combination of you have a lot of, like, character-based writing, so you it, it'll always be fun to be like, oh, what that character end up going on to do? And also you have the all the lore shit that, like, kinda you got into, but you never really explained, and, like, you could dig into that more. Yeah. Like, they, they leave shit on the table in Twin Peaks in a way that, like, there's something to come back to and examine, you know? I, like, one I was thinking of, like, another bad example. Yeah. And this was, like, I just want to talk about this because I never got the chance to, but 
uh, in the greater scheme. But I remember when people were like, oh, the ending of, like, The Sopranos is so confusing. It's such, like, a cliffhanger. Uh-huh. And then I watched it. I'm like, no, that's extremely clear. <laughs> like, like people asking, like, oh, does he die or not? Like, no, the point is that he's going to have to spend the rest of his life feeling that every single person that he sees is going to kill him. Right, that's the point yeah. of the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are dumb, is what I'm getting They're at. They're not very smart, no. Spoilers for The Sopranos, jeez. It's fucking old enough. <laughs> it's, getting that re- it, it's got a big revival right now. People are watching The Sopranos. Yeah, I guess. God, <laughs> way, way to preemptively ruin our, our show from three years from now. Totally gabagool. <laughs> before, like, yeah, before that, I, the only scene of The Sopranos I watched is Tony Soprano walking up to a guy pulling a gun out of a fish and shooting him. <laughs> and I was like, Pretty I good. don't think I need to watch any more Sopranos. I think uh-huh, I got it. Uh-huh. I think I, pe- I hit the peak. Were you going to say something, Molly? I feel like I cut you off. Uh, I didn't watch the last seasons of Psych, but you could probably do Psych 25 years later. That's probably sure. still fun. Yeah, I mean, that's such an episodic show that yeah, you can yeah. definitely... It, yeah, it's, it's just guys. Yeah. I feel like it's they would do guys. a Lost 25 years later. Yeah, you could do that. Right. Uh, Call it found. <laughs> so true. I shouldn't have laughed at that. That's such a bad <laughs> joke. <laughs> uh, from at Smoothie Tootie, you get the uh, similar to uh, the one from uh, Juneberry Cake. Uh, you get to change one plot throughout of season two. Every other plot and subplot remains the same. What do you change? Um... I would probably change the Civil War stuff. Sure. Uh, and really? I sh- I'm changing Nadine. I the Nadine stuff I've just kind of like given up on. <laughs> sure. That's why you change it. Yeah. Yeah. I I just I feel like I would really enjoy all of the stuff with a like if like we said before if it's a new different thing that Ben is like involved in. Oh sure, he's just doing. He's got a different dad hobby every episode. Yeah, but like I don't see what I could change Nadine to be where I like that plot. Right, well, I right. I mean, you just change the entire plot. Well, like, I mean, you just, not, like, you just don't do that. I just don't like Nadine as a character so much that I think I, I just don't know what I could do with her. I guess yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I, both of those are good calls because those plots are not very good. Um, but they're also, like... I'm fine with them in the long run. What really bums me out more than anything else is I really like Donna in season one. And then she's fucking trapped yeah. in a house with Harold the whole first half of season two. Yeah. yeah. And then doesn't have anything else to do for the rest of the show. Give Donna something. Yeah. like that That's all true. Yeah. And that feels like less of a plot more just like that. What we talked about, they just decided like we don't have anything left for this character and yeah. so we're just going to leave them, like, by the wayside. Right. Like, when season one is firing on all cylinders to me, it's like, Cooper's the A plot, Donna's the B plot, Audrey's the C plot, and then they just lose that structure immediately yeah. after they get into a groove with it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Casualty yeah. of um, revealing the killer and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like, I'm not even, listen... I want her to have a good plot, but at least give Donna a fucking 
hits her head and thinks she's in the Civil War tier plot. Something. Yeah, give her anything, really. <laughs> yeah, like... Also, like, another big change I would make for season two is to give us time right after everyone learns about Leland. Right, don't do the fucking three-day time skip. Yeah. That's, like, like the craziest the move of this of entire show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from actual Fox Lexi, if oh, you... uh, Real quick, secondly, uh, the reason you changed the Nadine plot is so Big Ed can do something else. Yeah, that's okay. also true. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, Big that's, Ed, that's way true. Big Ed has, some, has a similar problem to Donna. He just yeah, doesn't got anything. I love him, and he's just not on the show. What yeah. if Big Ed has to also be a teenager, but he knows he's not? <laughs> hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I just wanted to, like, imagine, to give you the Im- imagination of him, like, in his deep voice, being like, well, I got homework, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's good. If you're punching up the Nadine high school plot, that is an improvement. <laughs> but I don't it's know that you're much. salvaging it. Yeah. Uh, from Actro Fox Lexi, if you were on the right team when Lint left... What silly plotline would you introduce to fill time? <laughs> so the exact opposite of the last yes. question. <laughs> uh, we would give Donna a silly little plot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Donna definitely uh, give a silly little plot. Okay, Donna. Um, okay, okay, okay. Laura's mystery is all solved, but Donna still has the corruption TF sunglasses that turn out to have some black oh. lodge energy in them. And, like, she gets cursed by them, and it's like the mask, but with sunglasses. Uh, yeah, I My would th- act it like it's a split personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we can get into all of, like, the awful stuff about, like, uh, mental health and that, but also get, like, evil Donna and good Donna. Yeah. God, change Maddie's stuff. Sure. I know know it serves a purpose, but I don't like it. Yeah, I... You don't have to kill Cheryl Lee again. I like the Maddie stuff as like this weird like echo of Laura, but also yeah, like it's just Maddie completely a, unnecessary. Maddie as a character exists to get murdered, and that yeah. I, I I get why that would leave a sour taste in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, and again, like we've talked a lot about in this episode, especially me, Cheryl Lee is such a good actress. Yeah, that like it is a waste to not have her in more of the show. Right. Yeah, I just I just wish she was around. That's all. I, oh yeah, and right, we've talked about it before. The fucking the other season three ideas. Oh yeah, Shirley would come back. Yeah, red as a hair different, killer. Red hair will kill her off again because it's funny. Yeah, it's not funny, man. It's not. Neither it of the times she gets murdered is funny. Why would you turn it into a goof? I, I could see if you're in like the writing room and you're just so removed from this. Right, How again, funny, yeah, that's a like, joke you say when you're just trying to come up with ideas. That is not something you write down as like, oh, we should do this. Yeah. It's not, yeah, not something you like should say in an interview, like, oh, man, if only if we could have. Yeah. Uh, from at October Violence, this is our last one. Do you think that there was a way to reasonably wrap up the original plot lines so that does include the case being solved, uh, but yeah. it, it's still satisfying? Or would the show just faded to get silly once the mandate came down? Uh, no, you could absolutely... this. Uh, we talked about this before. I do not think this was a an unavoidable problem. Yeah, yeah no. You just you just do it better. <laughs> yeah, you and don't throw a yeah. fit. The the you show yeah. can continue after that. It's just the whole like the original like emotional core of the show was it's all of these normal people with these like 
weird lives and just kind of like this the, this tangled mess of problems that is then like this horrible communal trauma gets dumped on top of that. And in what way does finding out that the murder was even worse than anybody dared to fear make the communal trauma less bad? Yeah, like th- it just enhances it, right? Like, like you the just, problem you just is keep not going. The, yeah, the the problem is not that the murderer got revealed. The problem is that none of the writers were comfortable engaging with what it meant that Leland killed his own daughter. Yeah, it, it's why we get the extremely dumb shit. Like, well, isn't it scarier that like a you know. A demon could force a man to do this. I'm like, no, it's right. just no, way it's scarier not. if a man just does this. Yeah, and kind of like circle yeah. back to the finale. I think you can d- listen. The finale is kind of doesn't say a lot out loud. You can arguably say like that's the moment that Cooper had imperfect courage, right? That like he didn't actually confront the truth of the case he came here to investigate, and that's why. He first, like, meets Laura and Maddie in there, and then he gets confronted by Leland, and after he meets Leland is when shit starts going really nuts, you know? Mm, yes and no, not quite, because shit got nuts before Leland saying, showed up. After he meets Leland, that's, like, when the doppelganger starts chasing him, you know? Yeah, but he was already there. He's yeah. already there, right. Like, he already sure. shows up and starts talking to Bob. No, no, for sure, for sure. I'm just saying that, like, meeting Leland and, like, listening to Leland say, I didn't kill anybody is, like... That's oh, yeah. the last, I think like, that calm is, like, moment of it, you know? Yeah. Like, that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. nail that, like, hammers the coffin shut. Yep. This episode is so long, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we knew. I knew We're it was coming up three hours. I had a bit to do, but we can do it later. <laughs> what, what's your I, bit, Luke? I thought it might be fun to rank the villains of Twin Peaks because we hate these bastard men so much. Name the villains. Uh, on my list right now, I've got Bob, Hank, Jacques Renault, Leo, Wyndham Earl, Jean Renault, Ben, Jerry. Okay, this maybe... is so many more guys than I thought it would be. Can you just post it in the Skype chat? This is what I'm saying. Like, this is too many yeah. to rank right we now. Need to make a t- I need to make a tier maker for this. Yeah, right, you should have <laughs> asked us beforehand. Yeah, we, we can come back to this next week. All right. I, I might be missing some. Those are the ones I thought of offhand. Now... The problem is, some of these are better guys than they are villains. Sure. I mean, we could just rank the guys of Twin Peaks, but that's an even longer list. Yeah, that's a way longer list. But I mean, like, if you want me to rank the villains, I can rank the villains. Just not right this minute. It is 10.15 p.m. and I work it. I have to get up at 5.30, so... Yeah, it's after midnight here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's why I was saying, like, yeah, we can do this later. Uh, Uh, Are there any other questions, Ashley? No, that's it for questions. Okay. Great. Luke, we're going to find you on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows that I do on AudioEntropy.com. That's the website. Uh, such as uh, Idle on Playtest. Uh, right now we are wrapping up Idle on Crush. And that means that after that, we're going to be doing Idle on Giants, which I'm GM and I'm back in the saddle, baby. That's right. Uh, and we're doing a little mini series inspired by They Might Be Giants, my favorite band. So yeah. it is just all coming up, Luke. Great, Ashley. You can find me at your librarian with underscore on Twitter and a dash at Tumblr, and you can also find me at Yuri on co-host. Oh shit, I'm That's not so cool true. enough to. I, I mean, I guess I do have a co-host handle, but no, I'm not cool enough to get an invitation. Apparently, I can just have Pris send you an invite. Oh, okay. Well, hmm. you, you all you have to do is ask. Oh, I see. I see. I see. What the fuck? What is this? What are you? <laughs> Did not know you were interested in a new Tumblr, Luke. 
Wow, I didn't I didn't realize that I had to ask to be invited to Oh my that. fucking god. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing this. Uh <laughs> you can also find me at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley your fucking money. Give Ashley your fucking money. I lost my keys. Yeah, yes. she does need the money. <laughs> Help Ashley recover the money from her keys. Um, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com. I need mayo.com. There is a new episode of the Amory Score out where we talk about the new album uh, and uh, the Afterman Dissension, which is also a good album. So it's just us being happy about Coheed for once in our lives. Hey, um, all yeah, those fucking uh, angry iTunes reviewers will finally get off your back. No, they won't. We really do <laughs> no, talk about how. Yeah, we really do talk about how one of the uh, songs does kind of imply marital violence. But, you know. I think he's just stupid, is the yeah. thing. <laughs> I think he's bad at metaphors. Anyway, um, yeah, you can you can find that at inemail.com. You can also find me uh, at thesecondbestgame.club, uh, where that's a journal updated, and the episode we did on The Force Unleashed 1 and 2 will be out, where Jackson was on. Nice. Uh, when you hear this episode, you can just go listen to that if you want. We two hours of dumb Star Wars talk and hating a video game. That's if you great. want that. Yeah. Um, and I think that is it. Uh, we so, should just end this. It's been nearly three hours. Yes, well, we, we should talk about ahead. what's happening next week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next week, we are watching. We have talked a lot on this podcast about DeCinema. And finally, the time has come for us to take a visit down to DeCinema itself. Uh, we are watching Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me, a film by David Lynch that I've got sitting in a little DVD case right next to me here. Uh, Please, it's a Blu-ray case. Oh, you're right, it's a Blu-ray case. What a fucking fool I am. Uh, <laughs> the Criterion so, edition. Uh, that'll probably be another long episode, because this is a pretty long movie. Um, I will also say, uh, definitely need some content warnings on this. We've it, it is primarily a prequel about Laura Palmer's life, and Laura Palmer had a very bad life. This movie has uh, a rape scene in it. It has an attempted rape scene in it. It probably has a different scene of sexual assault I'm not thinking of at the moment. Uh, it's got a scene of Laura Palmer being murdered by her father. It has yeah. a really very uncomfortable scene of a fingernail getting ripped off. Ah! Uh, it also is not as intense as either of these two episodes, but there is a scene with some strobing lights, so if you're photosensitive, you might want to... Uh, there. There will be a scene where Laura and Donna walk into the back room of a bar together, and if that's something you need to be cautious of, you should, uh, you know, be ready to look away or, or dim the brightness of the TV. I don't, I, I'm not photosensitive, so I don't know what precautions know you take works, in that situation. Take your precautions. Take the precautions necessary for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Uh, it is one of my favorite films. I fucking hated it the first time I watched it, though. So maybe you'll hate it, too. I can't say. I'm gonna, I, I'm I, gonna review it on Letterboxd. Yeah. yeah, I will also review it on Letterboxd. I, I'm, I think you two will probably like it. Uh, but, like I said, it's kind of weird. It's probably not really what you're expecting. It is miles away from the tone of the TV show. I'm vibing, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think if you come at it with an open mind, you can, you can, it took me watching it three times <laughs> to get it, and I think you can get it faster than that if you're less stupid than I am. Uh, I, I, you should start a letterbox, Luke. 
I should start a letterboxed. Anyway. That's <laughs> anyway. Uh, until next time when we watch a movie. Yeah. How's podcasting? Hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I even knew you were going to do it, but I don't know about that one. <laughs> oh, real quick. Are we still recording? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to pitch a bonus episode real quick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, after we do the movie next week, we're skipping a bonus episode on Missing Pieces, which I don't think that's... We can just talk about it during the Fire Walk With Me episode. No, I, I agree hard. with you. I agree with you. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> it's, it's not enough content to warrant a whole separate episode. That's totally fine. But... During Twin Peaks, uh, Twin Peaks season three, a lot of people say, like, is not just, like, a sequel to Twin Peaks. It incorporates a lot of, like, different references to, like, David Lynch movies and stuff. And it's kind of like the end cap to his whole career. I'm not going to... We're not watching all the fucking David Lynch movies. It's too much fucking work. God, no. Uh, (laughs) But one of those movies started off as a Twin Peaks spinoff. Uh, David Lynch pitched Sherilyn Fenn, Audrey's actress, on a movie where Audrey moved away from Twin Peaks to try to be an actress in Hollywood. And you they would do a show set in, like, L.A. That's basically just, yeah, Twin Peaks but L.A. That never really materialized, uh, or at least not with uh, Sherilyn Fenn. He did make a pilot for ABC for a show set in L.A. that they rejected, that then he filmed an ending for and called it Mulholland Drive. And I think that movie, A, fucking slaps, B, thematically ties a lot into season three. So that's my pitch. We should watch Mulholland Drive after Firewalk with me. I cannot believe you're going to make me wait longer to watch The Return. I, well, that's the other thing. Listen, I think I think you got to have a little bit of a gap in here. You got to feel that, that, you know, fuck, what happens next? I'm going to stab you. I kind of <laughs> agree with Luke. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I, we're gonna do it. I, I'm not yes. saying we're not gonna do it, but I am gonna kill you. And also, yes. I, like, I also don't think I'm going to like Mahal and Drive. You might not. I don't know. <laughs> but also, yeah, I think Luca's right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> there is no podcast. That's a reference only for me right now. But yeah, for the two of you in a couple great. weeks. Congrats, man. Yeah, Thanks. good for you. I stay winning. <laughs> Damn fine podcast. Damn fine podcast. Yeah, I'm stopping this part. It's a three fucking hour podcast. I'm done. I've got idea, man. You take me for a walk under the sycamore. The dark trees that blow, baby, in the dark trees that blow, and I'll see you, and you'll Breathe.
Sigamore Dream 